0: I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link in the comments to further support this author. This podcast is part of the Erotica Podcast Network. Support us on Patreon to make requests for subjects you would love to hear. Thank you to those who have already reached out. An Unusual Gift Part 3 of 3 by P.T. Wrights Chapter 15 Jack put the glasses back under the counter. He was glad it was nearing the end of his shift.
1: He was tired and had considered quitting his job halfway through his shift. He didn't need it anymore. But ultimately, he decided to stay. It was a nice break from the weirdness the rest of his life had turned into. It was something normal, something familiar and most of all, something sociable. He loved Abby and Ava, But he enjoyed getting out and talking to the strangers then wandered into the bar dot he was just thinking about the fact it was his one last refuge of normality, when she walked in, the woman who had been a bitch to him before, that he'd ended up controlling and dominating, the woman he had renamed slut. She saw him and smiled, rushing up to the bar where he stood. What can I get for you? He asked. Please master, take me into the back and fuck me, I'll do anything. It's been two weeks and I've not been able to come once since I last saw you. She moaned needily. Why should I, Slut? Jack replied. The woman let out a moan at hearing her name. Because I need it, please. Need what? Jack asked, enjoying teasing the woman. I need you to make me come. Please, master. Fine, but only if you follow my instructions, Slut. Yes. Slut replied instantly, her voice full of arousal. Jack watched her hurry out of the bar. Who was that? She wasn't here long. One of Jack's co-workers commented as they saw her leave. Just someone asking me for a favor, nothing important. Jack passed it off as he sent Abby a quick text. He finished his shift and stayed for a drink after work with the others before heading home. He smiled as he arrived home and saw Slut stood outside the gate waiting for him. She was wearing thigh-high latex boots and a body harness that had straps wrapping around her thighs, waist, and shoulders. She had her arms securely tied behind her back and a ring gag in her mouth. The rest of her body was bare, her breasts and pussy exposed to anyone that wanted to look. Jack pulled up to the gate and the guard let him in, looking extremely confused by the bound woman following behind the car. He drove slowly up the drive, slut following slowly in her tall heel boots. By the time Jack parked his car, his cock was rock hard. He got out of the car and gestured for slut to follow him. I'm glad you can follow instructions, I see Abby gave you everything I requested. Jack commented. Slut nodded, unable to reply with the ring gag in her mouth. Saliva ran down her chin, and she was completely unable to stop it. Neil. Slut dropped to her knees as Jack removed his pants. Her eyes locked onto his erect cock, and she subconsciously leaned towards it. Jack grabbed her hair and lined his cock up with her mouth, sliding it through the ring gag as he began to fuck her face. The hallway was filled with wet gagging sounds as he hit the back of her throat over and over again. You love being used like this, don't you, slut? He groaned as he pushed deep into her throat. She did her best to moan a reply around his cock. That sounded like her agreeing, but Jack couldn't tell. He pulled out and looked down at her, his cock resting on her chin. Do you want to come? He asked. She nodded vigorously. I want to hear you say it. Slut looked at him confused but then tried her best to speak with her mouth held open. She could only make sounds similar to how the words would be pronounced, but Jack could tell she was saying please let me come. He grinned at her and pushed his cock back into her mouth, slowly fucking her while he enjoyed how her throat felt. Just at the moment, Ava came downstairs and saw Jack fucking the woman's throat. She still looked like him, and her cock began to harden at the sight. Slut saw Ava standing to one side and her eyes went wide as she saw her master's duplicate. Oh, good timing, Ava. Jack smiled as he noticed her. Part of his instruction to Abby was to keep Ava away from Slut. He wanted to surprise Slut by there being two of him. So, this is the Slut. Ava smiled, walking a circle around her as Jack continued to fuck her face. Yep, she's a complete bitch when she's not down on her knees worshipping my cock, Jack replied. I wonder how she'll handle two cocks. Ava mused and Slut moaned in response. Jack pulled his cock free of her throat and looked down at her. Here's the deal. We're going to both fuck you at the same time. We're going to use you as a cock sleeve and only once we both come, can you then come. If it becomes too much, you can tap out and we'll stop, but then you don't get to come. Jack explained. Slut nodded at him, and he was sure if she wasn't gagged, she'd have been smiling. Jack and Ava swapped places. She took Slut's mouth as Jack grabbed her bound arms lifting and bending her over so he could access her pussy. It was soaking wet and trails of fluid ran down the inside of her thighs. Ava grabbed Slut's head and pushed her cock into Slut's mouth, moaning as she sunk all the way into her throat. Jack slid his cock into her slick pussy, gliding all the way down to the hilt. They were both deep inside her and Slut shuddered in pleasure. Jack thrust into her hard and fast, while Ava went for longer and slower strokes. The effect was Slut being unable to do anything except let them use her for their own pleasure. She moaned in delight as Jack slammed into her pussy, his hips slapping against her ass with each thrust. She breathed whenever she could through her nose, until Ava cut off her airway again as she slid down into Slut's throat. Jack grunted. His orgasm was close. He grabbed the harness around Slut's waist and used it to get extra force into his thrusts, slamming into her extremely hard. Slut moaned in delight and pushed back against Jack. Ava grabbed her head to keep her still as Jack pushed into her one last time and groaned as his cock flooded her insides with his seed. Ava picked up her pace, fucking Slut's throat quickly, her own orgasm getting even closer as she watched Jack fill Slut's insides. Ava moaned and pulled Slut's head forward as she ran her cock deep into her throat. Slut chalked on the thick meat as it began pulsing and emptying its load straight down her throat. Her eyes watered and she struggled to control herself as Ava pumped rope after rope into her. Then, out of nowhere, Slut's own orgasm rocketed through her. All her pent up need and lust, the days and days of edging and being unable to achieve relief, crashed into her all at once. Her legs shook and shuddered, her arms fighting against their restraints as her body trembled with pleasure. Jack reached down and stroked her clit, causing her to moan out loudly and triggering a whole new wave of shuddering as she went from one orgasm to the next. It was too much for her, and her body jerked as she fell sideways and collapsed onto the floor. She lay there panting heavily, her eyes unfocused as she swam in the afterglow of such a powerful orgasm. Jack reached down and strapped the collar around her neck. She didn't try and resist as it closed on her. Her acceptance of him putting on her was enough for it to click closed. From now on, Ava can allow you to come as well, even without the collar, Jack told her. He then paused and had a thought. He leaned forward and removed her gag. Since you've been such a good slut, is there anything you want to request from me? Really, master, I can request something? Yes, as your reward. Jack smiled. I wish I had breasts, maybe a little bigger too and a flatter stomach. Slut replied. Jack smirked and rolled his eyes. He should have known it would be something vanity related. Ava, take Slut upstairs and make what physical changes she wants. Just make sure they aren't anything too severe that people might ask questions about and slut. Follow Ava's commands as if they were my own. Jack instructed. Yes, master. Slut replied. Ava helped her to her feet and untied her arms before leading her up the stairs. Jack watched them go before redressing and going to the kitchen. He found Min and Samantha in their cleaning. Can I make you something to eat, sir? Min asked. Drop the sir and call me Jack. But yes, that would be lovely. Jack replied. Min grinned at him and set to work making him something to eat as Jack made his way to watch TV. A little while later Ava and Slut reappeared. Slut looked much the same, except she was slimmer, had slightly larger and perkier breasts, and her skin was blemish-free. Jack was pleased to see they hadn't gone overboard with the changes. You look good, Slut, he commented. She bit her lip as she heard her name and felt a flush of arousal. Thank you, master. She replied, turning with her arms in the air so Jack could get a view of her body. She was still wearing the same outfit, and with her new look, Jack was tempted to fuck her all over again, but he resisted. I even made some improvements of my own. Ava smiled, reaching forward and grabbing Slut's nipples, pinching them firmly and causing Slut to moan in pleasure. Take my car and give Slut a lift home, Jack said to Ava, throwing her his car keys. She caught them and guided Slut out of the room just in time for Samantha to arrive with Jack's food. It was a noodle broth, which Samantha informed him was a dish from Min's home. Jack ate his food while watching TV and did something he hadn't done in a long time. He relaxed on his own and enjoyed some time by himself. He almost made it to a full hour of solitude before Abby came into the room. She was stark naked and picked up the remote, pausing Jack's show. Without a word, she sat down on the sofa next to him and spread her legs. She began masturbating as Jack watched. He smiled, knowing that she was only capable of doing this because of the collar. Before, she'd never have been confident enough to masturbate in front of him, but now she seemed to be enjoying herself even more because he was watching. Jack's cock was rock hard and he couldn't ignore it anymore. He stripped off his clothes and dived onto Abby, kissing her firmly. She kissed him back, quickly pulling him on top of her and reaching down to grab his cock. She pressed the tip against her entrance, and Jack sunk it into her, causing her to moan in satisfaction. He buried his face into her neck and began to fuck her hard and fast. Out. He didn't even hear Ava enter the room over Abby's moaning, but soon realized she was there as she began to kiss his neck and back. Ava undressed and climbed onto the sofa behind him. He wasn't sure what she was doing until he felt her hard cock pressed between his ass cheeks. Ava? he asked. You did it to me, it's only fair. Besides, I know how good it'll feel for you. She teased, leaning forward and kissing his back. Jack sighed and waited and Ava grinned. She pressed her cock against his tight asshole and the tip stretched him open before popping inside. Jack grunted at the invasion, but she was right. It felt incredible as it slid into him thanks to the residual effects of the collar. Abby moaned as Jack thrust into her, pushed down by Ava, the same way he had done to her before. Jack moaned loudly as pleasure welled up inside his cock. He couldn't handle it. The pleasure was too much as Ava slammed into him over and over, pressing against his prostate. He groaned as his cock felt like a fire hose as it emptied a stream of cum into Abby. AVA! Jack groaned as she continued to fuck him, despite his obvious orgasm. Abby moaned underneath him, reaching her own orgasm as Ava ignored them both. Jack groaned loudly as she assaulted his ass and his cock got forcefully stimulated inside Abby. He thought about commanding her to stop but to his surprise his legs began to tremble and he groaned again as he had another orgasm. Ava moaned herself this time, burying herself to the hilt inside Jack as she came hard. She thrust gently, milking the last drops of her orgasm before pulling out and flopping back onto the sofa. What was that? Jack asked, slowly sliding out of Abby who was grinning from ear to ear. It felt too good, I couldn't help it. Ava grinned. So much for relaxing and resting. Jack chuckled. He was thoroughly spent and his body ached from exertion. Could I ask for something? Abby asked. Sure, what's up? Jack replied. I was wondering if we could use the collar to put Ava and I back to normal. Don't get me wrong, I love looking like her, but I miss my old self and seeing two of you all the time is weirding me out. She laughed. Yeah, of course. Ava, have you got the collar? Jack asked. It should be in its box. I took it off slut by the time I drove home it had gone from my pocket. The trio went upstairs and Jack found the collar in its box and started with Abby. He watched as she morphed from Ava to her old self, her dark hair and larger breasts and hips returning. He saw her face return to normal and felt the warmth inside himself as she smiled at him. Once she was back to normal, he took the collar and placed it on Ava. It was strange watching a copy of himself transform from him to Ava. They went to sleep cuddling all three of them their normal selves. The next morning Jack woke up to find the two women gone. He slowly crawled out of bed and took a shower, the hot water invigorating him and waking him up properly. He went downstairs to find the two women sat in the dining room, laptops in front of them. What are you doing? Jack asked. Looking for John's friends, Abby answered. Why? To see who we should target next. Ava chimed in. Target? For what reason? we have a big house and loads of money, what else do we need? Nothing. Ava and I just thought that since we have the collar, and we know John was up to a lot of terrible things, his friends are likely involved in equally shady things too. You could use the collar to put an end to it. I guess. So, what did you find? The first one that comes to mind is Fred Skinner. He's a friend of John's and according to John, had an unhealthy obsession with a woman. A few months later, she mysteriously disappeared and wasn't heard from again. We've been digging into him and there's a bunch of news articles about him. Much the same as John, a lot of rumors about various shady activities, but no proof. Abby explained. So, we used the collar on him, get him to admit what he's done and what, punish him? Jack asked. We were thinking of you transforming him. Into what? Some sexy slut that wants to please you sexually? Ava giggled. Seriously? Why not? He's a horrible human being. Abby joined in. We can't just go around being the judge and jury. Jack replied. You didn't think that about John. Ava smirked. That was different. How? Because. Jack began, pausing as he realized it hadn't been any different. Exactly. So what? We just go, collar him, turn him into someone completely different and remove him from the world. Jack asked. Pretty much. Abby replied. You're both really okay with this? Yes. If he really is a murderer and the scumbag the internet says he is, then yeah. It's not like we're killing him. We're just making him into a better person for society. I guess. Let's go and see him first, see what he says. Maybe he didn't kill her and the internet is lying. Ava suggested. So where is he? Here in the city, as luck would have it. Ava smiled. The three spent some time coming up with a plan before going to find John. Jack used the collar to return him to his normal self, which got a lot of laughs from Abby as he was still wearing his maid uniform and chastity cage. They left that on him, but ordered him to get changed and set up a meeting with Fred. Then they made the drive across the city to his office. Right this way, the receptionist said, guiding them to Fred's office. The four of them stepped inside and Jack, Ava and Abby looked around in awe. The office was the size of a large penthouse apartment. The walls were just windows with a view across the whole city. They were thirty-five stories up and Abby quickly remembered she wasn't a fan of heights and looked away from the windows. John! Good to see you! You've been quiet recently. We were getting worried. Fred smiled, coming over to hug John. I've just been busy, John replied. And who are your friends? Fred asked, looking past Jack and focusing his attention on Ava and Abby. They were both wearing dresses, designed to look as sexy as possible. This is Ava and Abby. This is who I wanted you to meet, though. Jack, meet Fred. John introduced. Fred reached out and shook Jack's hand. So, what is this amazing invention that John says you've got? Fred asked, his eyes still sneaking glances at Ava and Abby. It's easier to show you than tell you. Jack lied, holding up the collar. Fred looked at it confused. What's that? He asked. Put it on, it'll all make sense. John suggested. Fred looked at him confused, but then grinned and took the collar. Without hesitation, he clasped it around his neck. What can I do for you, master? He asked Jack. Oh, can I do this one? Abby asked. Yes, but first let's confirm some things, Jack replied. He then spent some time asking Fred about his activities. He admitted that he had indeed killed the woman in a fit of rage when she turned him down and he'd shoved her down some stairs. He also admitted to being involved in John's operations involving child slave labor, as well as running a factory entirely based on child labor. After an hour or so, Jack wasn't sure who was worse, Fred or John. He had Fred send his secretary home for the day and then set up a camera he'd brought with them. Fred then recorded a video admitting to killing the woman and detailing how and where he had hidden the body. Jack thought even though he couldn't bring the woman back, He could at least bring her family some closure. He then handed Fred over to Abby, telling him to follow her commands as if they were her own. Abby took Fred out shopping, as the others returned home. John remained in the office, using the passwords Fred had given them to move whatever assets he could to his own accounts, without arousing suspicion. He then set up a bunch of automated transactions that would liquidate much of Fred's stocks and holdings and transfer them to John. Jack had been concerned about this idea at first. But Ava had explained that since they were making him confess to the murder, it would just appear as if he had been struck by a guilty conscience, given his assets to his friend and then gone into hiding. As far as the public would see, they'd just see a billionaire going into hiding after confessing to a crime. It would be impossible for Fred to continue his business activities after that, so giving them to John would make sense. John had voiced the concern that it may direct unwelcome attention to him, but as long as Jack gave him permission to remain as himself for a few weeks, he was sure he could deflect it without issue. Jack had agreed and John got to work. Abby returned a few hours later with a woman trailing behind her. She was extremely tall, more than a head taller than Jack and extremely white-skinned, to the point where she'd make paper look tanned, with jet-black hair that hung down to her back in a curvy frame. She had large breasts that pressed out against her shirt dramatically. She was incredibly beautiful and wore dark, gothic makeup. She wore a black t-shirt, with sheer sleeves, that strained against her chest. A black leather skirt hung down to just above her knees and her legs were covered in fishnet stockings. She wore large heel boots that came halfway up her shins and made her even taller. Jack, meet Moon! Abby announced. Moon? Jack asked, looking over the woman. Yeah, I feel like it matches her skin. Abby grinned. Moon just looked at him like she was bored. So I assume this is Fred and you didn't just call some random woman on your way home? Jack clarified. Yep, although she prefers moon. In fact, she doesn't remember anything about being Fred, unless you say the key words. Abby explained. Key words? S-A-N-I-T-T-I-O-N-P-I-R-A-T-P-P-R-W-I-G-H-T. Abby spelled out. She'd pick three words that were unlikely to ever be said together in that order by accident. So, the memories are still there, just locked away until those words are said? Yep, I thought that might get around the whole risking them forgetting for everything we were worried about. Let's see. Who's the new girl? Ava asked, coming down the stairs. Abby introduced her and Ava asked if she could borrow her for a while. It was clear by how much her eyes were roaming Moon's body that Ava found her extremely hot. Abby laughed and said she thought Ava might like her and that she'd made a surprise just for Ava. Jack just raised an eyebrow, but Abby refused to tell him what she was talking about. Moon, go with Ava, do as she says, Abby ordered. Jack watched Moon and Ava walk away. Moon had a rather exaggerated sway to her hips as she walked, which was extremely sexy. So, what did you do? Jack asked once they had
0: left. You'll find out soon, I'm sure. Chapter 16 Jack lay down by the pool, watching Abby
1: swimming around. Ava and Moon had gone shopping trying to find some clothes that would fit Moon since she was so tall. They'd been gone a few hours already. Jack wondered just how many clothes they were buying. They did have access to almost unlimited amounts of money now between John and Fred's funds. So, when is your mother coming to visit? Jack asked. She said maybe next week. She's spending ten days with Jess, then three days with me. I wonder who is her favorite? Abby replied, rolling her eyes. Jess was Abby's sister. She was the complete opposite of Abby. Tall, blonde, skinny, practically flat-chested, athletic, and currently in college working on a law degree. Abby and her had got on growing up, but after their father died, they'd grown apart. Well, you could always make you her favorite once she arrives. Jack laughed. Abby grinned at him. She'd spent a lot of time thinking of what she could do with the collar. As she was thinking about that, Ava returned and joined her in the pool. Have fun shopping? Jack asked. It was amazing. Buying anything you want without worrying about money is great. How much did you spend? I don't know, around thirty thousand maybe? Thirty thousand? Abby yelled. How do you spend that much shopping? Easily. We only came back because we ran out of room in the car. Ava replied. Where's Moon? Jack asked. Since Abby had created Moon, he not really had chance to get to know her. She was an entirely new person, separate from Fred. But Ava had spent all of the previous night with her. The moans and groans that had come from Ava's bedroom had left no doubt what they had been up to. Jack had been tempted to join in, but he had been too tired and gone to bed instead. Then when he woke up, they were already out shopping. Getting changed, she'll be out in a minute. Did you know she's seven feet tall? What's that, like 210 centimeters? Yeah, maybe a little more? I'm not sure. Either way, she's tall. I thought it'd be fun to have a really tall friend. Abby chimed I and A.S. they talked. Moon appeared in the doorway. It was lucky it was such a big house. The doorways matched the size of the rooms and were bigger than usual, meaning she could walk through them without having to duck. Jack watched her walk in. A blue bikini contrasted her pale white skin, the top barely containing her huge breasts. She had long, powerful-looking legs leading up to wide hips, but it was the large bulge in the front of her bikini panties that caught Jack's attention. It was clear she was hiding, barely, a huge cock between her legs. What do you think? she asked, raising her arms and turning on the spot. Jack looked at her large round ass. It was white and firm and he couldn't help wondering how it would feel shoving his cock between her pale cheeks. It looks lovely, Ava said. Moon smiled and went to the poolside, sitting down and dangling her legs into the water. So, Moon, tell me about yourself, Jack told her. He was curious to see how much of a personality and backstory she had. To his surprise, it was incredibly thorough. She had memories of an entire life, growing up, going to school, her first house, her first job. He presumed these were all variations of Fred's memories. As he talked, he found that he quite liked Moon. She had a dark, but mischievous sense of humor, and was extremely friendly. She seemed genuine and caring and despite the conversation being focused on her, She made sure to include the others and not dominate the conversation. And what do you know about us? Jack asked. I know you have a collar that can do amazing things. Ava and Abby are my best friends and I love them dearly and you are my master that I love most of all. I trust you all implicitly, Moon replied. Jack hadn't been expecting that, but it made sense Abby would give her those feelings. He was surprised by how thorough Abby had been and was pleased with her. In that case, why don't you show me what you and Ava were up to last night? Jack told them. Both of them were unable to resist his command and instantly got to their feet, Ava walking over to Moon as Moon leaned down and embraced her, kissing her deeply. Ava looked tiny compared to Moon, her thin frame absolutely dwarfed by the taller, Kavya woman. Although next to Moon, Ava's usually slightly tanned skin looked a lot darker. Moon effortlessly picked up Ava, carrying her to a sun lounger and putting her down turning her over onto her hands and knees. She pulled down Ava's bikini bottoms, revealing her ass and already drenched pussy. Ava looked back at Moon and bit her lip as her eyes moved down to Moon's crotch. Jack watched as Moon reached behind her back and untied the strings of her bikini top. It fell away and her giant breasts were revealed. She had small areola, or rather they looked small on her huge breasts, but large nipples. They stood firm and erect, about the same size as Jack's fingertip. Moon then reached down and untied the side of her bikini bottoms, which was already bulging from her growing erection. She pulled the strings and the bikini dropped between her legs, revealing an extremely large, thick cock. It was the biggest and thickest cock Jack had ever seen on a person. About the same diameter as a soda can, and its length was growing by the second. By the time it was fully erect, Jack guessed it was at least twelve inches long. Ava audibly moaned at the sight of it, and Moon grinned. She grabbed her mammoth cock and moved behind Ava, positioning her cockhead against Ava's wet slit. The head was large enough to completely eclipse Ava's cunt from Jack's view and Jack couldn't believe Ava was about to try and take it inside her. Moon pressed the head of her cock, which was red and angry-looking, against Ava's waiting slit. Ava groaned as it pushed against her, reaching back and spreading her labia as much as she could as the giant invader pressed inwards. Jack watched as Moon pushed forward, her cock head barely entering Ava yet stretching her out to her limits. Ava moaned, the sensation of being stretched wide brought her intense pleasure. What Jack didn't know was that Abby had used the collar on Ava too, only for a single command. To reshape her body to be able to accommodate Moon's cock, but only just. Without it, Ava would have been unable to take any of Moon's cock, but now she was just able to take its entire length. Jack watched as the head of Moon's cock finally disappeared inside Ava. Moon began thrusting back and forth in tiny movements. Each forward thrust pushed a little more of her cock into Ava's abused hole. Ava moaned and shuddered in orgasm as her tunnel was stretched by the thick cock. Someone is a size queen. Abby teased. Fuck! It feels so fucking good. Ava groaned as Moon continued to push into her. Eventually, Moon's entire length was inside Ava. Jack was amazed at had fit. He had no idea how she had taken such a huge cock and he was rock hard seeing her so completely full. Ava leaned back, kneeling up with the large cock inside her, and gestured to her stomach. Jack looked down at her thin body and could see a bulge created by the huge cock inside her. Moon pulled back, withdrawing from Ava and causing the bulge to shrink as Ava moaned as the sudden sensation. Moon pulled all the way back until just the head was still inside before thrusting forward again. Ava moaned and gripped the sun lounger tightly as another orgasm rolled through her. The sheer pleasure she felt from having every nerve in her slick tunnel being pleasured at once was incredible. Moon began to fuck her in earnest, thrusting in and out, but only about half of her length. Ava just moaned over and over as Jack watched Moon's breasts bouncing and jiggling from the movement. His eyes roamed down her body. It was clear she was incredibly strong, even if she wasn't muscular, especially when he saw her ass. Despite it being so large and round, it didn't jiggle much as Moon thrust. It just stayed firm and tight as she fucked Ava. Jack barely even noticed as Abby moved over to him. It was only as she pushed him back that he realized she was completely naked. He lay back in the sun lounger as she grabbed his shorts and pulled them off, freeing his throbbing erection. She smiled as she saw it, turning her back to him and straddling him so she could still watch Ava and Moon. She grabbed his cock and pointed it upwards as she lowered her slick cun onto it. She moaned as it filled her but neither she nor Jack were focusing on each other. Instead, they were fully focused on Moon as she began to pound Ava with ferocity. Ava could only cling to the sun lounger as Moon used her as a living fleshlight, holding her in place as she fucked Ava fast and deep. Ava cried out in orgasm, her whole body shuddering and twitching, but Moon didn't relent. Moon soon started moaning herself, while Ava's moans had turned into sporadic noises as her mind tried to keep up with the pleasure she was receiving. It was only now Jack noticed Moon's testicles, swinging back and forth like pendulous orbs. They seemed to be growing bigger with each thrust, swelling in size bigger and bigger until it seemed like she had two grapefruits hanging between her legs. Moon suddenly groaned and slammed herself to the hilt inside Ava who simply grunted as Moon began to fill her with her sticky fluids. Jack watched her thrust slightly with each load she pumped into the smaller woman, and he couldn't believe what he was seeing. At first it just seemed like Moon was having a very long orgasm, but it was only after the first few pumps Jack realized Ava's stomach seemed to be inflating he watched as Moon continued to pump her load into Ava, her testicles shrinking as they were drained of their heavy contents, and Ava's stomach swelled in response. More and more her stomach pushed out as her insides were flooded with Moon's cum. Finally, Moon stopped thrusting and pulled out, leaving Ava's cunt gaping slightly and her belly full and swollen. Ava rolled over onto her back and Jack saw just how full she was. She looked like she was six months pregnant. Ava just sighed and rubbed her stomach as Abby cried out on top of Jack. Seeing Ava completely used and filled had pushed her over the edge and she shuddered on top of his cock. Jack wasn't far from orgasming himself, but it seemed Moon wanted to help him with that. She lifted Abby into the air, off his cock and placed her down on the sun lounger next to them before kneeling down next to Jack. She grabbed his cock and leaned forward her large breasts resting on the sun lounger, as she took him into her mouth. She worked his shaft with her tongue while her lips massaged the crown of his cock. Jack groaned, even her tongue was strong and pressed on his sensitive flesh. She smiled, obviously knowing what effect she was having on him. Her tongue moved to the sensitive underside of his cock head and that was it. Jack groaned and thrust his hips, pumping his own load into Moon's mouth. It lasted no way near as long as her orgasm has and was a fraction of the volume but she swallowed it down and continued to suck him until he had no more to give. That was incredible. Ava finally muttered as she sat up, her full stomach sloshing with the fluids inside her womb. Don't worry, Moon can't get anyone pregnant. Abby laughed. How is that even possible? Jack asked. I might have modified Ava's body a little bit. That was the surprise I told her about. Abby answered, gesturing to Ava's stomach. When it happened last night— I might have freaked out a bit, but now I feel amazing. I feel like I could come just from seeing how full I am. Feeling it inside me is just m. Ava moaned, her hand wandering past her inflated stomach and between her legs. She stroked her clit, and within seconds she was shaking in orgasm while the others watched. Just at that moment, John walked out looking concerned. What is it? Sorry to disturb you, sir. But it seems one of the investors in my company isn't happy with my recent actions of signing things away and with Fred posting a video admitting to murder, she's concerned about me. She's on her way here now to talk to me in person and make sure I'm of sound mind. John explained. Jack's heart jumped in his chest. The last thing he needed right now was someone coming and snooping around. Who is she? Her name is Vanessa. She's incredibly wealthy and powerful. She has more money than myself and Fred combined. She was part of the mining operation you had me close down and isn't very happy about it. So she knew you were using slave labor? It was her idea, John confirmed. Well, that makes life simpler, Abby giggled. Yeah, it's like they want us to ruin their lives, Ava replied, joining in the giggling. Jack wasn't sure how he felt about the fact they were both so casual about the idea of just completely changing someone's existence like they had with Moon although he did suppose he didn't have too strong feelings about not doing it when they were using child slavery. We can't, Jack replied. Can't what? Abby asked. Enslave her. We got John and Fred because they were unaware. No one knew anything was going on. If we enslave this woman and she doesn't return to her life or does something completely out of character, people will start asking questions. She'll have no doubt told people she's coming here. So if they start questioning her, then they'll also start questioning John and Fred. Shit, you're right. Doesn't mean we can't just use the collar to make her report everything is alright. It wouldn't be that simple. John cut in. Why not? Abby asked. Something like this, she'll have the backing of the other investors. They'll want a full analytical report. Vanessa just saying things are fine won't cut it. They'll want to see proof and reasoning for me behaving the way I have. And what if they don't get it? With these people, let's just say it would be bad. John replied. I don't think we're talking about lawsuits and company takeovers here. Jack muttered. No. More like if I can't convince her and she can't convince the others, I'll likely be killed. John admitted. Shit. Jack repeated. So, what do we do? We use the collar. Jack replied. I thought you just said we couldn't. Abby complained. We can't, not to enslave her. At least, Not like we have with John and Moon. What we can do is get her to report what we need to report. I told you that won't be enough. John cut in. Jack scowled at him, and John bowed his head in apology. Alone it won't be enough, but it's a good start, and can buy us time. What we then need is for her to tell us how we get out of this. If she's sent here to investigate, then she'll know exactly what the others are looking for and know what we need to show them to get them to back down. It's a good start. Ava admitted. Sanitation pirate paperweight Jack said Ava looked confused, but Moon soon spoke up Holy shit, I'm a woman Fred remarked, looking down and hefting his huge tits Yes, you are, but now I need you to focus Jack replied Yes, master Fred nodded I need you to tell me everything you know about this Vanessa woman Fred spent a while telling the group about Vanessa He claimed he and her had hooked up once, many years ago Since then, they'd be business partners. She was the mastermind behind the mining operation, but she had basically used John to do it for her to keep her hands clean. John had taken the biggest chunk of the profit, so he had happily accepted the responsibility. While it didn't sound like she was quite as dirty as John and Fred in terms of her business dealings, Jack couldn't be sure. He was getting the picture that Vanessa was incredibly intelligent and cunning. She likely had shady business dealings all over the place but had used others as the figureheads to keep herself in the shadows as she had with John. The more he heard, the more concerned Jack became. It seemed like she was going to be much more complicated to deal with than anyone else. The group spent the next few hours planning and considering when eventually the doorbell rang. John went to answer it, and returned a little later with a very curvy and attractive woman who had a look on her face that looked like it could melt the skin off your bones if she wished it. She was shorter than Jack, with long brown hair and a fake tan. She wore a black business suit that did little to hide her clearly fake breasts. Although Jack figured if she had paid to have them enhanced, then why would she then want to hide them? She looked at Jack and frowned. Who is this? She snapped. A friend. Jack, this is Vanessa, John replied. His demeanor had returned to one of confidence and authority, just as when they had met him. He had ordered John to pretend to be his old self when Vanessa was around. Why is he here? Vanessa snapped, ignoring Jack's outstretched hand. He's my most trusted friend. Anything you have to say to me, you can say in front of him. John explained. Why have I never heard of him before? We all have secrets. Until recently I kept Jack away from my business associates. I wanted one person I could talk to that didn't have ties to any of you. Don't worry, he knows all about our operations. He helped me organize a few of them. John told her. Vanessa scowled at him. And then shrugged her shoulders. Whatever. Get me a drink. She demanded. John nodded and left to get drinks. Vanessa turned to Jack and studied him. Nice to meet you. I've heard a lot about you. Jack said, testing the waters. Like what? Like that you're actually the mastermind behind the mining operation John recently closed down. Now, I don't agree with him closing it. From the sounds of it, it was incredibly profitable, and I admire the fact it was you that saw the potential and set things in motion not many people would have. Jack began. And yet that moron has closed it, putting a serious damper on the rest of our operations that were supplied by that mine. Vanessa snapped. I know you are concerned by his recent actions, but it seems there were outside factors at play. People were looking into things they shouldn't have been. Jack replied. Like who? I'm not sure. He hasn't told me the exact details and I haven't asked, but I do know there was talk of an investigation by some law enforcement body. Jack replied. That's what he said to me, but I found no evidence of any investigations being planned. I work hard to make sure that sort of thing doesn't happen. Your drink. John interrupted as he returned carrying three glasses of whiskey. Thank you. Your friend was just telling me you believed we were about to be investigated. John spent the next half an hour explaining the made up story they had fabricated. It was a mixture of John being uncertain about an investigation and taking precautions in case it was true. He assured Vanessa the closure would only be temporary, but he had to make it look permanent to stop anyone looking into it. She seemed to believe him, which is when they moved on to phase two of the plan. John had explained that there was no way they could trick Vanessa into wearing the collar. She was incredibly vain and particular about what she wore. She wouldn't even try on a suit jacket unless she approved of it first, and it cost at least $10,000. So instead of trying to persuade her into wearing the collar, Jack wanted to try a different approach. As they talked, Jack pulled the collar from his pocket, casually looping it over his finger. He sat there listening, lazily twirling the collar around his finger, rotating his hand so the collar span in the air. Can you stop that? Vanessa snapped, annoyed by Jack's actions. Jack, this really isn't the time for that. John replied. I just thought dash. Jack began. I said no. Not now. John snapped but I'm sure she'd be interested dash. Jack tried to continue. I said no. John snapped loudly. Vanessa watched the exchange for a moment before cutting in. What is that? She asked, clearly curious what was causing John so much annoyance, not to mention she didn't like having other people choose what she may or may not be interested in. Just something I invented. Jack began. Really, it's not important right now. John tried to say, but was shushed with a wave of Vanessa's hand. Both of the men had to suppress a smile. They played her ego perfectly. I'll decide what's important. So, what is it? It allows you to control someone. This little chip here. Jack began, showing the microchip he had attached to the collar earlier. It allows me to control the user's body. It sits on top of the spinal cord at the back of the neck then mimics the signals your brain would send to do various things, like move your arms or your legs. Bullshit, Vanessa declared. I told you she wouldn't believe you, so just drop it, okay? John cut in again. Fine. Jack relented, tucking the collar away in his pocket. Sorry about that, John replied. It's fine, I didn't believe it anyway, Vanessa commented. Oh, no, the device works, but we have more important things to discuss right now. The pair continued talking business for a little while longer, until John left to get more drinks. Vanessa turned and looked at Jack curiously. Does it really work? She asked, doubting herself for even asking the question. Yes. Want me to show you? Don't worry, I can't control you against your will. The brain's real signals still override the control ones, so if you don't want to do something, you won't. Jack explained. If this can really do what you claim, why wouldn't you have sold it already? The technology alone would be worth billions. Because if I sell this, I make a load of money. If I perfect it, I can control anyone I want. Jack replied and Vanessa raised an eyebrow. What do you mean? Think about it. If I can work out how to make it override the brain's real signals, then I can put a collar on anyone and they basically become my slave. They could only do what I tell them, even if they didn't want to. Wow, you're more devious than I thought. Tell you what, demonstrate what you have right now on me. If it does what you say, I'll invest. You can have unlimited funding to further your research, and when you complete it, I get joint ownership of the patent you'd really do that? But we barely know each other. Why put so much faith in me? If John vouches for you, then you must have potential. John doesn't trust many with his secrets, and he doesn't waste time with fools, despite his recent actions. All right, deal. Let me show you how it works. Jack replied, holding up the collar. Vanessa lifted her hair and allowed Jack to put the collar around her neck. As soon as it clicked shut, Jack grinned. What can I do for you, master? Vanessa asked, her tone much more subservient all of a sudden. I'm glad it worked, John stated as he returned. Me too. I think whatever you put in her drink helped. Just a drug we've developed that makes people more susceptible to suggestions, John answered. Jack didn't even want to know what John had used that for in the past. He turned and focused his attention on Vanessa. I want you to tell me all about your investigation into John, what you're looking for, who's involved, what backup plans you've made. Everything. Jack told her. Of course, Master. Vanessa replied with a smile. She told them what Jack had asked. It turned out that there were other investors who were equally disturbed by John's recent change in behavior. Vanessa's investigation was actually just a courtesy. Their real plan was to find a way to incriminate John and their nefarious activities, then use that to take over John's position. Basically, they planned to oust him from their group, take over his assets, and then blackmail him into staying quiet. Although there was talk of just killing him once he'd signed everything over, John just sat and listened. He didn't react or care what Vanessa had planned, even when she talked about killing him. As long as Jack was happy, he was happy. Jack, on the other hand, was very concerned. He had anticipated someone questioning John's behavior, but he hadn't thought he'd end up in the middle of a cabal of seemingly very evil people. Vanessa, from now on, even after the collar comes out, you'll follow all of my orders without question. You'll never tell anyone about me or the caller unless I give you permission. Of course, master. Good. Then once you leave here, I want you to do everything you can to convince the others that John is doing what is best for all of them, and that interfering with his plans right now would be a bad idea. You'll do everything you can to remove suspicion from John, while also making sure none is raised about yourself. Yes, master. You'll report to me everything that happens and inform me if any problems arise. Yes, master. Good, Jack finished. He had wondered about asking her about her various nefarious activities, but he figured that for now, if anyone else started acting strangely, it would just raise more questions. So instead, he settled on leaving Vanessa as she was, but under his control. He had fully decided that his new go long term was to bring each of these people down. If he wanted to do that, though, he was going to have to take it slowly. Oh, she's cute, Ava announced as the three women walked into the room. Can we play with her? She's still got what, another ten hours of the collar left? Abby asked. Sure, Jack replied. But only for an hour. Abby grinned and Moon looked particularly pleased as Jack gave Vanessa the command to obey the others. They took her upstairs to the master bedroom while Jack laid down on the sofa and rested. He wanted to go and join in the fun, but he needed some time alone after all the nerves and stress of the afternoon. An hour later he heard footsteps coming down the stairs and a moment later Vanessa entered the room. She was wearing a full-body latex suit, the tight material straining against her fake breasts, and her arms were bound together behind her back in a latex sleeve. A thick black posture collar wrapped around her neck, concealing the magical collar and locking her head in place, meaning Vanessa had to turn her whole body to look around. Her makeup was smeared and her mouth was red around her lips. It was clear that the woman had been having a lot of fun upstairs. Vanessa walked and presented herself in front of Jack. The others thought you might prefer talking to me while I was wearing this, master. Vanessa explained. Jack felt his cock twitch as he looked over the curves of her body and saw how bound and helpless she was. Sit down, he ordered. Vanessa sat down on the seat he indicated and he began questioning her again. He went over all the details of her investigation and the plan to replace John. He wanted to make sure there were no surprises if Vanessa failed to persuade the others that John wasn't a problem. Once he was done... He was rock hard, he couldn't stop looking at her firm, fake tits in the latex outfit. He ordered her to lay down and unzipped his pants. He kneeled above her face, facing down towards her body. Leaning forward, he directed his cock into her waiting mouth and began to thrust. Each time I thrust into your mouth, you'll get closer and closer to orgasm, but you won't be able to come until I do. You'll be right on the edge, desperate to come, but completely unable. Jack ordered her. Vanessa moaned in response as he reached down and grabbed her fake tits, resting his weight on them so he could get a better angle to fuck her mouth. At first, she just lay there, letting him use her mouth and moaning slightly, but soon her moans increased in volume and her legs began to twitch. She rubbed them together, trying desperately to increase the pleasure that was building between her legs. She wanted to come badly, but couldn't do anything to pleasure herself. With her arms bound behind her back, The most she could do was fruitlessly rub her thighs together. Vanessa didn't even care as Jack pushed his cock into her throat. She choked and couldn't breathe, but she didn't try and throw him off. Instead, she lay there and let him use her throat, hoping he'd come faster because of it so she could finally orgasm. Her eyes were watering heavily, and her pussy was soaking wet when Jack thrust deep into her throat and his cock swelled. He groaned as he began to empty his load straight down her throat. For Vanessa... Her body exploded with pleasure. She trembled and shook beneath him, her mind being overwhelmed by the pleasure she experienced, while also being dulled by the lack of oxygen as Jack blocked her airway. She almost passed out as it all became too much when Jack pulled out just in time. She gasped for breath, her body still trembling uncontrollably as her arms tugged against their restraints. Fuck, that was fun! Jack grinned as he climbed off her. She was still breathing hard, but sat up to face Jack. She wanted to please her master. I've never felt anything like that before. Coming so hard without even touching myself or having anyone or anything touch me. It was amazing. Thank you, master. Vanessa beamed. About that. Jack smiled. He then ordered Vanessa to act like herself, while still retaining his commands. He also added the command that she could only orgasm when he allowed it, but she would always orgasm on command when he told her to. He then explained she'd only be allowed to come if she achieved her goals. While he trusted the collar to make sure she did as she was told, he figured an extra incentive wouldn't hurt. Can you untie me so I can get out of this ridiculous outfit now? She asked, clearly back to her old self. I think you look good like that. Jack replied, making no movement to help her. He looked up and saw Moon standing in the doorway. Oh Moon, can I help you? I was wondering, could I have some time with Vanessa? The other two kind of dominated her attention upstairs, quite literally. I don't know why, but some part of me wants to see her on her knees pleasuring me. Moon asked. Jack grinned. He had just the right idea. Vanessa, tell you what. How about this? We will untie your arms and let you take that outfit off, but only after you make Moon come deal? Jack asked. Vanessa looked at Moon, who was grinning from ear to ear. I am a billionaire businesswoman, not some common slut. Vanessa protested. It's that or stay like that until you leave this house, Jack replied. Vanessa looked at Moon inside, before nodding her agreement. Moon walked over, unzipping her pants and dropping them to the ground. Vanessa's eyes went wide as she saw the huge cock between Moon's legs. That's a but your dash, she began, before Moon silenced her by placing her growing erection against her lips. Vanessa instantly went quiet and began kissing and licking Moon's giant cock. It swelled to full size and Vanessa found she could only get half of the tip into her mouth before it flared out too wide for her to take it further. Looks like you'll have to focus on licking it. Jack told her, laying back to watch the show. With her arms locked away and unable to take it into her mouth, Vanessa resorted to using her tongue wherever she could. She licked up the entire length of Moon's shaft repeatedly, before returning to focusing on the angry redhead. Moon sighed and groaned, encouraging Vanessa whenever she did something Moon liked. Jack wondered what Moon meant when she said some part of her wanted to see Vanessa on her knees. Was it just Moon was attracted to her or was it that some latent memory of Fred's remembered Vanessa and was influencing Moon? If that was the case, then was it because he had been attracted to her or he just liked the idea of someone so powerful being on her knees in front of him? Whatever it was, Moon was clearly loving the experience as Vanessa licked her cock all over It took almost twenty minutes, and it was clear Vanessa's jaw was sore before Moon moaned and reached down. She took her giant cock in her hands and held the tip over Vanessa's face. Lick the underside. Moon moaned. Vanessa tipped her head back and focused her efforts on the sensitive underside of Moon's cockhead while Moon stroked her shaft. The combined sensation pushed Moon over the edge as she moaned out. Vanessa hadn't noticed Moon's testicles. They were large and swollen, filled with an inhuman amount of cum. The first rope fired from Moon's cock and coated Vanessa's face and hair. After a few more ropes, Vanessa went to stop licking, but Jack told her to keep going. She didn't understand how Moon was still coming, but Moon was moaning and her cock was launching rope after rope over Vanessa. She was coated in cum, her hair and face a complete mess as it dripped down onto her latex suit. By the time Moon was done, Vanessa was completely covered in cum. From the chest upwards, it was hard to tell if the latex was black or white and where it stopped. That was incredible. Moon sighed, falling heavily backwards onto the sofa. That couch will need cleaning. Jack laughed, noticing the large puddle behind and underneath Vanessa. Vanessa can do it. Moon replied. It was clear from her tone of voice there was definitely some malice towards Vanessa coming from somewhere. Maybe she and Fred hadn't got along well in the past. Good idea. Vanessa, clean up that sofa. Wash all of the cushions and covers and then you can go and shower and remove your latex suit. Until then, not cleaning any of Moon's come from yourself. Jack ordered as he untied her arms. Vanessa nodded and got to work, pulling soiled cushions from the sofa and piling them up. Jack found himself taking enjoyment from watching someone so cruel and powerful doing such a menial task while completely covered in cum. It felt like some small justice for all the wrong she had done. Although— He knew there was plenty more in store for her later down the road. With Vanessa now under his control, Jack took back the collar after she had showered and used it to turn John back into Samantha, since he preferred her to John. Vanessa stayed the night, but Jack left her alone. She had a lot of phone calls to make before she went to sleep if she was to convince everyone things were fine. She said it would take a while, but she would try her best.
0: Jack went to bed to find Moon waiting for him in his bedroom. Chapter 17 Where are Abby and Ava?
1: Jack asked. They're sleeping in Abby's room. They wanted to give us some privacy. Moon replied. After all, you are my master and we've not had any time alone yet. That's true. So, what did you have planned? Well, I've seen how much you've been looking at my ass. Moon replied, turning and undoing the bathrobe she was wearing. She shrugged it off her shoulders and let it fall to the floor, facing away from Jack, to reveal the corset and stockings she was wearing underneath. She leaned over the bed, presenting her round, firm ass to Jack. It's incredible. Jack commented as he began to undress. Then as my master, it's only right you claim it as yours. Moon replied, wiggling her ass from side to side. Her testicles hung between her legs, swaying with her movement. Jack couldn't see it, but her cock was already rock hard in anticipation of being fucked by her master. Jack moved up behind her. Grabbing her ass for the first time and feeling the firm flesh under his hands made him even more excited about fucking Moon. He spanked her ass cheek hard, making a small ripple and causing Moon to squeal with excitement. Harder! She moaned and Jack complied, spanking her hard enough to make his hand sting. Moon squealed again, loving the feeling of her master's hand striking her ass. Jack watched as an angry, red handprint appeared almost immediately on her white skin. He moved forward, Resting his cock between her ass cheeks and pressing them together Slowly he began to thrust Sliding his cock between her firm cheeks Are you ready? He asked Stepping back and taking in the sight of her giant Round ass and long shapely legs Clad in nylon stockings They looked incredible Jack felt an urge to kiss up and down them But he was too excited by the prospect of fucking Moon to do it now Yes, please Moon begged Her voice thick with desperation Jack moved back up behind her and lined his cock up with her asshole, pushing gently against it. Slowly it spread open, accepting his cock as it pushed inwards. To Jack's surprise, there was little resistance, as if Moon's ass had been designed to take cock. Then he remembered Abby had designed Moon's body, so her ass probably had been designed like that. Moon moaned as Jack sunk deep into her until his hips were pressed against her ass. Fuck that feels so good! She groaned as Jack withdrew and slowly began to fuck her. You can thank Abby for that I imagine, Jack replied. He was definitely going to thank Abby. Moon's ass felt incredible, better than he had anticipated, which was saying a lot. He quickly picked up the pace, fucking her quickly as his hips slammed into her. Her ass barely moved with each thrust, its toned mass absorbing the force of Jack's thrusts. He spanked her again even harder than before and Moon squealed and trembled as a pure pleasure ran through her. You like that, huh? Yes. I love it when you fuck me and spank my ass, Moon replied. Her whole demeanor was much different from when she had fucked Ava earlier. Back then she had seemed dominant and in control, but now she seemed much more submissive. Jack reached forward and gathered her hair in a bunch, wrapping his fingers through it and pulling on it firmly. Moon gasped and arched her back as Jack used her hair to pull her backwards onto his cock. He looked at her back. It was big and strong. With Ava or Abby... He could have pulled their hair and pulled them upright to kiss their neck, but with Moon, if he tried that, at most he could reach high enough to kiss her shoulder blades that he felt himself getting close to orgasm and pulled out of Moon's ass. She looked back at him disappointed and he pulled on her hair, dragging her down to the floor. She went where he guided him, her cock twitching in excitement as he handled her roughly. She went to her hands and knees, but Jack pushed her head down further until she was resting on her shoulder her ass stuck in the air and her large, heavy breasts rested on the floor. Stay, he told her. Yes, master. Jack left her there and went to find Ava and Abby. He wanted a pair of nipples clamps, which Ava happily provided. She also mentioned that she'd bought a lot of things he could use with Moon when they had gone shopping, but Jack decided to leave those for another day. He returned to his room to find Moon exactly where he left her. He quite liked having someone so much physically bigger than him being so submissive he grabbed her arms and pulled them behind her and pulling her upright so she was sitting. She kept her arms positioned where he put them as he moved round in front. It was only now that he saw her cock had been trapped inside her corset, squeezed tightly by the material and leaving it completely unable to be touched. Her breasts hung over the top of the corset, her nipples standing proud and erect. Jack grabbed her breasts— Massaging them firmly and taking a nipple in his mouth She gasped as he licked and sucked on it Making sure it was as hard and perky as possible He moved over to her other breast and did the same He then took the nipple clamp and placed it on one of her nipples Moon hissed in pain as the clamp tightly squeezed down on her engorged nipple She groaned as he placed the other clamp on the second nipple A chain hung between them, connecting the clamps Jack leaned in and kissed Moon, who kissed him back desperately she was incredibly turned on, more so than she could ever remember being and her tongue fought with Jack's aggressively. He reached down and tugged on the chain, causing Moon to flinch and gasp, but that just made her kiss him even more passionately dot he broke the kiss, looking down at her. She was on her knees, but almost face to face with him. Using his foot, he nudged her knees apart, and she spread her legs. Jack lay down, shuffling between her legs and Moon grinned at him. She knew what he wanted and she lowered herself down onto his waiting cock. It was Jack's turn to groan this time as her large, tight ass engulfed his cock. She leaned back, placing her hands on the floor between his legs as she began to buck her hips up and down. She moaned she was so turned on and close to coming as his cock filled her over and over. Unknown to her, since she didn't have a pussy, Abby had made her ass as sensitive as one. Combined with the fact that due to having a cock she also had a prostate that Jack's cock pressed on over and over, Moon was quickly becoming overwhelmed with pleasure. Jack wasn't far off either. He thought having a break would bring him down from the edge of orgasm, but he was still extremely close after just a couple of minutes. Moon moaned loudly as she approached orgasm. He knew how close she was from how large her balls had grown as they rested on his stomach. He could feel their heat and weight. Jack tugged hard on the chain pulling the clamps tighter on her nipples. Pain rolled through Moon's breasts, which just enhanced her pleasure, and she cried out. Her ass clamped down on Jack's cock as her cock pulsed under her corset. Her testicles contracted as they forced their immense load up her cock which filled the inside of her corset. Seeing Moon coming tipped Jack over the edge and he groaned, jerking his hips upwards and pushing his cock as deep into Moon's ass as it would go. The feeling of her master coming inside her pushed Moon to new heights of pleasure, as she began to tremble on top of him her cock continued to empty its load covering her in her own cum which ran down her stomach and began to trickle down onto Jack. It smelled sweet and jack curiously scooped a small amount onto his finger and tasted it it tasted of bubble gum moon eventually stopped shaking and her cock finished emptying its load by the time she was done both she and jack were covered she lifted herself off jack and leaned down Kissing and licking her stomach and cleaning up her cum Jack waited until she was almost done and then pulled her in for a kiss. She tasted a bubblegum and still had a mouthful of her cum which they shared back and forth. The act was enough to make Moon hard again, but Jack was spent for now and instead he took her to the shower. She undressed, stripping her sodden corset and stockings, but leaving the clamps as Jack ordered, and they showered together. Moon was hard the whole time and Jack began to soap up, he instead grabbed Moon's cock coating it in suds moon moaned as his slick hands worked up and down her cock jack couldn't believe how big and hard it was it felt so heavy and different from his own cock moon just couldn't believe her master was stroking her it felt heavenly she moaned as she started getting close to orgasm and jack continued to stroke her with one hand as the other reached up and removed one of the nipple clamps blood rushed back into her nipple the squash nerves painfully coming back to life. Moon gasped and her cock twitched and Jack moved on to the other nipple dot he removed the clamp, causing a moan from Moon, and he took it into his mouth. The sensation of the pain of the blood returning, combined with the pleasure of the silkiness of Jack's tongue massaging her nipple, set Moon off. Without warning her cock exploded, spraying the wall of the shower with its load. The load wasn't as big this time, her arousal had gone from low to high extremely quickly and not given her balls time to produce the huge load she usually did. She didn't care though, she just leaned back against the wall, her cock twitching and pulsing as Jack continued to stroke it and kept sucking her nipple. She caressed his head, holding his mouth to her breast, not wanting the sensation to end. It did though eventually. Her cock began to soften and they continued their shower. Moon was so happy and content, she couldn't even remember feeling this satisfied in her life. She followed Jack out of the shower and back to his room. They climbed into bed and she cuddled up with him, her the big spoon and him the little. It felt strange being the little spoon with someone so much larger than him, but also nice and Jack found himself enjoying it. He could feel Moon's cock pressed against his ass. Even soft it felt huge and he briefly wondered what it would feel like inside him. Even if he wanted to try it, which he wasn't sure he was, he would need the collar to allow him to take something so large without lots of practice first. Surprised he was even contemplating it, Jack closed his eyes and tried to forget about her monstrous piece of meat as he fell asleep. a few days later, Jack was on the phone with Vanessa. She had just spoken to her partners, and they agreed to have a meeting to hear what she had found. She was confident she could persuade them to go along with Jack's plan, but there were a couple who were determined to see John replace no matter what. Jack told her to let him know how it went as soon as they finished, and she promised she would. As he hung up the phone, the doorbell rang. He heard Min going to answer it and went to the hallway. Welcome. Min smiled, letting the guest walk in. I erm, hello. The woman replied sounding confused. Jack knew the voice. It was posh and stuck up and belonged to Abby's mother, Mary. Well, since you're here, take this. Jack watched as Mary handed Min a bag and then turned away from her. Min took it and wordlessly walked towards Jack, heading up the stairs to put it in Mary's room. Mary saw Jack standing there and pulled a face of disgust. Jack, she said curtly. Mary, Jack replied with equal disdain. The pair didn't get along ever since Jack had seen Mary berating Abby and stood up to her. He'd said some less than polite things and Mary had disliked him ever since. Not because he had insulted her, but because he had dared to stand up for Abby. Mary was in her late forties, having had Abby at twenty-four. It was all part of her better-than-you attitude that she'd managed to have three children all while maintaining a career. In reality, it had just meant a lot of abandoning her children and leaving others to raise them. She was slightly shorter than Jack, with dark brown eyes and brunette hair. She was attractive, with sharp cheekbones, but her face was starting to show her age with crow's feet around her eyes and a few wrinkles she could no longer hide with makeup. She was curvy too, her efforts at keeping slim slowing giving way to age as she had a little more to her arms and belly than she would have liked. "'Where's Abby?' she asked looking around and trying to hide her amazement at the house she was in. She's upstairs. Follow me, I'll take you to her room, Jack replied. He turned and set off up the stairs and Mary wordlessly followed behind. Jack walked down the hall and knocked on the door. A few moments later, Abby answered and smiled at Jack. Her smile dropped when she saw her mother standing there. Hi, Abby muttered. Is that it? I travel all this way and you can't even be bothered to greet me properly? Mary snapped. Jack was impressed, she hadn't even been near her daughter five seconds before starting to berate her. He smiled as he remembered what Abby had planned. They'd known Mary was coming for a few days, so Jack had agreed to let Abby have the collar once Mary arrived. Abby had plans to finally put her mother in her place. Nice to see you too, Abby groaned. She was already sick of her mother. Come in. Jack stepped to one side to let Mary into Abby's room. She smiled at him and closed the door, and he went downstairs. He was excited to see what Abby would do with her mother. He knew she had plans, but she hadn't told him what they were. Mary was staying for five days, so he was sure he'd find out soon. So how did you end up in a house like this? Mary asked. Jack came into some money. Abby replied simply. Jack owns this house? Mary asked surprised. Pretty much. What do you think to this? Abby asked. Gesturing to the collar around her neck I don't know why you wear such tacky things, honestly Just because you're too old to pull something like this off Excuse me? You heard me It's for young people, not middle-aged women like you Abby taunted How dare you? Mary snarled Go on then, prove it suits you Abby replied, removing the collar from her neck and holding it out to Mary Fine Mary snapped, snatching the collar and bringing it up to her neck The moment it clicked into place, Abby grinned widely. What can I do for you, mistress? Mary asked. This is going to be fun. A little while later while Jack was watching TV, he was interrupted when a perky blonde woman bounced into the room. She was wearing a cheerleader's uniform and it took Jack a moment to recognize her. It was Mary, but younger. She still had the same face, but her wrinkles and crow's feet were gone. Her body was slimmer, except for her breasts, which were much larger. Abby followed in behind her. What do you think? She's hot, Jack admitted. Like, oh my god, thank you. So are you, Mary replied, her voice matching that of an airhead bimbo. You made her a bimbo? She's always on at me about how much smarter she is, how much more she had done with her life by the time she was my age. So, I figured make her young and dumb. I am like so stupid, Mary giggled. Oh, and say the word gingerbread. Abby whispered to Jack. Gingerbread? Jack asked out loud. Mary instantly walked over to Jack and dropped to her knees. She began fiddling with his belt and Jack let her, until she had it undone, and freed his cock. She took it into her mouth, kissing and licking it until it was hard. She sat back, pulling up her top to expose her large breasts. They sat high and firm, like two balloons bolted onto her chest. Abby had clearly gone for the fake-tit look and succeeded but it did mean they were perfect for wrapping around Jack's cock, which is exactly what Mary did. She stuck out her tongue, letting her saliva drip from her tongue into her cleavage and coating Jack's cock as she began to rub her breasts up and down his length. Jack groaned, enjoying the sensation as Abby watched. He looked over at her and saw her sitting on the arm of the other sofa, her hand between her legs stroking herself. Your cock is totally amazing! Mary moaned, bouncing her plastic-looking tits up and down his shaft. You love his cock, don't you, you slut? Abby moaned. I do. It feels so good between my big titties. Jack grunted. Something about knowing Abby was responsible for her mother being like this turned him on a lot. He watched his cock disappear over and over between her breasts and felt his orgasm approaching. I'm gonna come, he groaned. Yay. Cover me in your delicious cum, Mary encouraged. With a grunt, Jack exploded, his cock firing rope after rope over Mary's tits. She giggled in delight as she continued to milk his cock dry with her chest until he was completely spent. Jack barely even registered Abby's moans as she came, rubbing her clit as she watched Jack covering her mother's tits. Go and clean yourself up. Abby ordered once she came down from the pleasure. Yes, mistress, Mary replied happily, bouncing from the room while humming to herself, not even bothering to take her top with her. Holy shit, Jack said finally, bursting into laughter as he watched Mary skip from the room. I know, right, how amazing is this? Abby grinned. You turned your mom into an airhead bimbo cheerleader. She deserves it. She's always putting me down, telling me I'm stupid or dressed like a slut, so I figured making her a stupid slut was only fair. I'm not going to complain. Although you'll have to make sure to put her back before she leaves. I know. I kind of wish that she could stay like this forever. I much prefer her this way. You could always order her to act like this whenever you two are alone, even after she goes back to normal, Jack suggested. Abby grinned and then kissed him. I knew you were useful for something, she teased. Can you imagine if your brother or sister saw her like this? They'd freak out. Although my brother would probably think she's hot. He always had a think for blonde cheerleaders. I think he'd probably be less interested if the blonde cheerleader was his own mother. What if he didn't know it was her? Abby asked. Jesus, Abby, you're more depraved than I thought. What? I didn't say I'd do it. It's just fun to imagine. Abby laughed. This collar has opened up a whole new side of you I never knew before. Jack laughed just as Mary returned. Her chest was clean, but still shiny with water. How do I look? She asked, posing sexily against the door frame. Like a sexy, stupid slut, Abby replied. Yay! Mary giggled. She picked up her top and pulled it on. What now, mistress? Now I think it's Ava's turn to have some fun with you. You're gonna look so hot in latex. Abby smiled. She led Mary out of the room and back upstairs to Ava's bedroom. Jack wondered what those two had planned and where Moon was. No doubt, Abby had plans that involved everyone at one point or another. He left them to it and went to the kitchen to get some lunch. He was surprised when a couple of minutes later, Mary came bouncing into the room, shortly followed by Abby. Ava's gone out and taken Moon with her. Abby complained. Did you tell her your mother would be here? Jack asked. No, I thought I'd surprise her. Then you can't really be upset that they went out. Jack smiled. True. Mary, make me some lunch. Abby commanded. Mary nodded and opened the fridge. She pulled out some ingredients and then went to the hob. She spent a minute twisting dials and looking confused before Jack intervened. You don't know how to use the hob, do you? Jack asked. It's like, so confusing. Go sit down, I'll cook. Jack told her. I can't, mistress told me to make her lunch, so I have to. Mary whined. How about we make it together? Jack suggested. Mary thought about it for a moment before deciding that would work. Jack turned on the hob and told her what to do. It took far longer to cook than it should have done. All Jack wanted to make was some bacon, eggs and waffles, since that was what Mary had taken from the fridge, but even the most basic instruction was too confusing for her. She didn't know how to crack open an egg, she was completely perplexed by the latch to open and close the waffle iron, and she almost sliced her finger off cutting some bacon. Eventually, they managed to make three plates of food and serve one to Abby, which seemed to make Mary relax before she started eating herself. Abby had been thoroughly amused by the whole process while Jack couldn't remember the last time that he had felt so exhausted and mentally drained. It almost felt like her stupidity had sapped the intelligence from himself. Just as they were finishing eating, the door opened and Ava and Moon returned. Hey guys, who's the new person? Ava asked as she came in carrying their bags of shopping. Moon followed behind carrying at least four times the amount Ava was. This is my mother Mary, Abby replied. Mary, this is Ava and Moon. Oh, I forgot you were coming today, Ava replied. It's okay, I'm just a dumb slut so I forget things all the time. Mary replied happily and Ava burst out laughing. Oh wow, I was not expecting that, she replied. Let me take your bags upstairs, Moon offered. It's okay, I'll bring them, I need to get changed anyway. Ava replied and the pair disappeared upstairs. So, like, what should we do now, mistress? Mary asked. Simple. You're going to do one of the things you never did as a parent. You're going to tidy and clean my room, Abby replied. Didn't Samantha clean it this morning? Jack asked. Yeah, but then I made it a mess again so this bimbo can tidy it. Whatever you want, mistress. Let's hope her tidying is better than her cooking. Jack groaned. The pair went upstairs and Jack went to his room. He needed a break from Mary's stupidity. She was hot, but oh so incredibly dumb and he had no doubt that Abby was putting in more effort telling her how to tidy than if Abby had just done it herself. He went up to check on them after twenty minutes of peace. He entered Abby's room to find Abby sat on her bed with a writing crop. Mary was putting things away in the wardrobe and had red marks all over the backs of her legs. How is it going? Jack asked. Good. She was a bit slow to learn at first, but quickly got the hang of things after I borrowed this from Ava. I did wonder why you had that. It helps the silly bimbo learn. It does, mistress. Mary agreed cheerfully. Well, your room is looking tidy, Jack commented, looking around. I know, she does good work with the right motivation. We're about to go and see Ava, going to come with us? Sure, I'm curious what you guys are planning. It's going to be a lot of fun. Especially for you, slut. I can't wait. They left Abby's room, but as they stepped into the corridor, Jack's phone started to ring. He looked at it and saw it was Vanessa calling him. He waved Abby and Marianne and watched them enter Ava's room before answering the call. Yes? Jack asked. Oh, master! Vanessa called out. Vanessa? Are you all right? I need you, I need you to let me come. Vanessa gasped. How long have you been going? Jack asked, listening to her panting hard as she masturbated. An hour and I can't come. I'm so close, but I owe oh God I need you to let me come. Please. She moaned. Did you organize the meeting? Yes. And they agreed to hear you out? Yes. Do you think they'll believe you? Yes. Most of them at least. Please, I can't take it anymore. Please let me come. Vanessa begged. Good. You can come. Jack told her. As soon as the words left his mouth, Vanessa moaned loudly down the phone, swearing profusely as she came hard. Fuck. Fuck. Oh fuck 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 fuck. She cried out as her orgasm crashed over her. There was a bang and Vanessa's voice was muffled as she continued to cry out. She had clearly dropped the phone. Jack listened for a moment longer before hanging up. He went into Ava's room to find Ava on the bed. Her latex bodysuit unzipped at the crotch and Mary licking Ava's pussy. Abby was sat on the bed watching, with a wide smile on her face as her mother went down on her lover. Does that taste good? Abby asked. Yes, mistress. Mary replied. You love licking pussy, don't you slut? I do mistress, I do love it. Jack, why don't you lift up her skirt? See how wet she is? Abby suggested. Jack moved behind Mary and lifted her skirt, revealing her soaked pussy. Juices ran down the insides of her thighs. She's soaked. Of course she is, she's a little slut that'll do anything I tell her and love it. Hey slut, how would you like Jack to fuck you while you lick Ava? I would love that. Mary squealed excitedly. Jack didn't need encouraging and dropped his trousers in an instant. He moved up behind Mary and sunk his erect cock deep into her soaked cunt. She groaned in satisfaction as he filled her insides in a single thrust. Holy shit, that's so hot. Abby moaned, her hands snaking between her legs. Ava moaned as Mary continued to lick her pussy, her latex suit creaking as Ava reached up to squeeze her small breasts. Oh, can I come, mistress? Please? Mary moaned before diving back into her task of licking Ava. Abby just laughed and ignored her, keeping her right on the edge of orgasm. Oh shit, I'm gonna come. Her tongue is so good. Ava moaned, rolling her hips against Mary's face as she shuddered and groaned in orgasm. Jack partly wished he not removed Ava's command to only come when he allowed it, it would have been fun teasing both Mary and Ava together, but as she lay there writhing in pleasure, he loved how hot she looked. Can I come now, mistress? Mary begged as Ava shuffled away from her. Not yet, slut, Abby replied. Jack continued to pound into Mary, using long strokes and filling her completely each time his hips slammed forward. He looked at Abby, locking eyes with her while she stroked her clit. It was clear she was close and she bit her lip before scrunching her eyes shut and crying out in pleasure. Please, mistress. I told you, not until Jack has come as well. Abby moaned through her orgasm. At hearing this Mary suddenly became much more active. Before she had been focusing on Ava and just letting Jack thrust into her, but now she was bucking back against him as hard and fast as she could. Her ass jiggled with each impact, the ripples running through each cheek as she slammed herself backwards. She was moaning constantly, her breathing ragged as she desperately tried to make Jack come her efforts worked. Jack groaned and slammed into her, filling her with his sticky fluids as she continued to thrust onto him. She looked over at Abby desperation in her eyes as her whole body seemed to vibrate, right on the edge of orgasm. Please! Fine, you can come, Abby replied. Instantly Mary screamed out, slamming back onto Jack's cock and staying here as she shook and her arms gave up. She fell forward, her legs kicking and spasming as she had the most powerful orgasm of her life. Abby given her the order that each orgasm she was denied, she would feel once she was finally allowed to come which proved to almost took much from Mary as her eyes rolled back in her head and her body seemed to lock up before finally relaxing and collapsing onto the bed. I think you broke her. Ava laughed. Are you all right, slut? I'm amazing. Mary whispered, a large smile on her face. Well, don't lay there too long. You've still got work to do. Abby told her. Give me the collar. Yes, mistress. Mary replied, sitting up and unclasping the collar. She took it off and handed it to Abby. But her demeanor didn't change. Good. Now follow me. Abby stood up, and Mary jumped off the bed after her. They left the room and went down the hallway. Jack looked down and saw Ava looking at him, a small smile on her face as she gently rubbed her clit with her latex-clad finger. She bit her lips seductively as Jack watched. Despite his recent orgasm, he felt himself growing hard again, and he climbed onto the bed. Dot. He crawled up over Ava until he could kiss her, and she kissed him back needily. Her hand left her clit and found his cock, stroking it gently and coaxing it back to hardness. Once he was fully hard again, she pushed him back gently and rolled on her stomach. She lifted her ass into the air, the tight rubber material clinging to it. I need you. Ava moaned, rubbing her clit as Jack lined up with her slit. She moaned loudly as he sank into her. Jack grabbed her ass, his fingers sliding over the smooth rubber before spanking Ava firmly. The latex absorbed some of the impact but it was still enough to make Ava squeal in delight. They fucked slowly, Ava enjoying the sensation of Jack being inside her and Jack enjoying looking at Ava's light body wrapped in the tight bodysuit. As each of them got closer to orgasm, the pace of their fucking picked up. It went from gentle and kind to frantic and hard before they were done and Jack filled Ava with his load. She hadn't come, but she didn't care. She was just happy to be close to Jack and have some time alone. Ava loved Abby and was thoroughly enjoying having Moon. Mary and anyone else that joined them about, but she especially loved these little moments of time alone she got with Jack. She sighed, thoroughly content, as he pulled out of her. Should we go and see what Abby is up to? Jack asked. In a bit, could we just cuddle for a while? Ava asked in a rare display of emotion. Jack nodded and lay down beside her. She cuddled up to him and rested her head on his chest.
0: I love you, Jack whispered, stroking her hair. Ava smiled. I love you too, she replied. Chapter 18 Jack and Ava's cuddling was interrupted by Jack's phone ringing
1: yet again. It was Vanessa. Jack was surprised to hear from her again so soon. Hello? Hi, you told me to report to you as soon as the meeting was done. It's done already? We move fast. Things might move slow in the business world, but in the illegal side of things— it moves much more quickly without so much red tape getting in the way. So, what's the verdict? Good news and bad news. The good news is that we had a vote, and half of the board voted to leave John in place. Which is good, it takes a majority to do anything like this. Who knew criminals valued democracy so much? It's important to stop any one of us going rogue and trying to take over the whole thing. Ironically, it keeps people honest. Honest criminals, anyway. The bad news is one of the people who voted against John is a guy called Gino. He's young and ambitious and also very influential. He's trying to persuade one of the others to change their vote and he may well succeed. Can't you stop him? No. I'm sorry, I wish I could. The only way we could stop him is if you use the you-know-what on him. The problem is, he's incredibly secretive. He stays at home with a large amount of security most of the time. The only time I've ever seen him away from them is at one of the board meetings and well, you can't exactly use his there. No, that would be a bad idea. I assume if you're telling me this, you have an idea? Yes. I will tell you when I arrive. Arrive? You're coming back? Yes, I'm on board my jet now. I'll be landing in a couple of hours. All right, well I'll see you when you get here then. Okay, see you soon. Oh, and Vanessa, come for me right now. Fuck! Oh god. Jack listened to Vanessa having a spontaneous orgasm before hanging up the phone. He was amused, but also in a bad mood about her news. He hoped that whatever plan she had would be a good one. This Gino guy sounded like a problem that needed taking care of sooner rather than later. That didn't sound good, Ava commented. We'll just have to see. Want to go and see what Abby is up to with her mother? Yeah, I think she went to see Moon. Ava and Jack climbed off the bed and went down the hall to Abby's room. She wasn't there so they continued on to Moon's room. They walked in to find Abby sat on the bed, with Moon stood up and Mary kneeling in front of her. Mary was worshipping Moon's cock, but what really grabbed Jack's attention was Moon's testicles. Each one was the size of a bowling ball, hanging heavily between her legs. Oh, hey guys, Abby grinned. What's going on here then? Jack asked. Mom and Moon are just getting acquainted. Looks like poor Moon is ready to burst. She is, except she can't thanks to the collar. Are you all right, Moon? Ava asked. I'm fine. Mary really knows how to use her tongue. It feels so good. I meant more about the giant balls you have. Ava giggled. It actually feels good them being so full and heavy. I like it. Since you guys are here, how about we start the show? Mary, stop licking her cock and lean back. Put your arms behind your back and stick your chest out. Moon, then stroke yourself and when I tell you to, come and coat her from head to toe. She's going to drown. Ava laughed. What a way to go, drowned by come. Jack chuckled. He watched as Moon pumped her giant member with both hands, aiming the tip at Mary's face. Come! Abby yelled and instantly Moon grunted as her cock fired its first load over Mary's face. The trio watched as rope after rope after rope covered Mary. Soon you couldn't see her face and Moon moved downwards, aiming her cock at Mary's tits. After almost three minutes of coming, Moon's balls had returned to normal size and Mary was thoroughly coated from head to toe. A large puddle was forming on the floor around her as excess fluids dripped from her body. Holy shit that was amazing! Abby grinned. That's one hell of a mess. Ava commented. It's okay. Slut, clean up that mess, lick up every drop! Abby ordered and Mary instantly started licking herself clean. Don't you think you might be going a bit far? Jack asked, slightly concerned about the power trip Abby seemed to be on. I've had over twenty years of her putting me down and making me feel like shit. This is the least she deserves. Besides, I could make her hate every minute of it, but she doesn't. She's loving it. Slut! Are you enjoying yourself? Yes. This has been so much fun. Mary replied with a wide smile before returning to her task. Jack just shrugged. If she was happy, then did it really matter? He decided probably not. I do have one favor to ask, though. Moon, give me the collar. Abby ordered. Moon took the collar off and handed it to Abby. What is it? Could you use this on me and Ava? What for? I'll tell you in the other room. Ava and Jack followed Abby back to Jack's bedroom, and she told him her request. He granted it and used the collar on them both. He then went to take a shower. While the others all took a nap, Abby was tired and figured Mary needed a rest. Ava just wanted some time to relax by herself. Moon was the only one of them that didn't nap and instead went to use the swimming pool. Jack finished his shower and checked the time. If he was right, Vanessa wouldn't be there for at least another hour. He went to his room and booted up his computer. For the first time in what felt like ages— He relaxed playing some video games. A knock at his door broke his concentration and he shouted for them to come in. Min entered and informed him that Vanessa had arrived. He thanked her and went downstairs to greet Vanessa. She was wearing a summer dress that showed off plenty of cleavage. So, what's the plan? Jack asked as he descended the stairs. Straight to business, I see. All right then. The plan is simple someone pretends to be Gino's wife and goes in to use the collar on him. That's it. That's it, it should be possible with that collar of yours, right? Yeah, it should be, but what do we do about his actual wife? Ordinarily I'd say kill her, but since you're against that sort of thing, why not use the collar on her and bring her here? I suppose we could. So, who would we send to pretend to be his wife? I was thinking you. Me? What? Why me? Jack asked, confused by her suggestion. I would volunteer, but after today I have meetings all week that I cannot miss unless you want this situation to get worse. So, it would have to be you or one of your girls. Since Moon has already been transformed, I thought it might be risky doing it again. So that would leave Ava or Abby, but I didn't think you'd be the kind of person to send them into a dangerous situation like this. So, the only person that leaves is you. Shit. You know I'm right. Yeah. I'm actually impressed how quickly you learned about us and the collar and figured all that out. There's a reason why I hold a lot of influence within the board and why I use people like John and Fred to do my really dirty work. If you don't mind me saying, I am one of the most intelligent people you will ever meet, Vanessa bragged. It was the first time since he had collared her that Jack had seen this side of Vanessa come out. She was cocky, but she deserved to be. So what? We use the collar to transform her, then we transform me. I go to Gino and use the collar on him and that's our problem solved. It should be. With Gino and I agreeing, the rest of the board will have no choice but to agree with us. I guess that's the plan then. Although there's only one problem. The collar forms a connection with someone the more they use it. To transform someone's whole body and mind, you need a strong connection with it. So far I'm the only one with that kind of connection and I can't use the collar on myself. Then have one of your girls practice with the collar. Gino is pushing for another meeting in eight days. So, you have that long to collar his wife and transform yourself. I have no idea if that's possible. Then I suggest you find out. Anyway, I can't stay, I have to go soon. But before I do, fancy a quick fuck? Vanessa asked. Jack was surprised by how forward she was, considering she wasn't wearing the collar, and he hadn't ordered her to want to fuck him. She saw the look on his face. If this is the last time, I'm going to be here for at least a week. Then I want to have at least one orgasm with a real cock inside me before I leave. She explained. Jack pulled her in and kissed her firmly as she quickly wrestled with his pants. She had then down and his cock in her hand in an instant. She stroked him quickly, getting him nice and hard before pushing him against the wall. She pulled up her dress and lifted her leg and Jack caught it. He held it up as she grabbed his cock and aimed it at her pussy. She was practically doing the splits as Jack impaled himself into her, and she moaned into his mouth. Fuck me, she whispered, her tone full of need and Jack complied. He slammed into her. He'd never had sex standing in this position before, but soon found a rhythm and Vanessa seemed to enjoy it. She moaned into his ear as he thrust into her. I'm getting close. Jack warned her a few minutes later. She had been moaning in his ear constantly and currently had her nails digging into his back. Yes, come inside me. Let me come with you. She moaned. Jack realized she had been close for a while, but had been waiting for him. He thrust frantically into her, and she moaned loudly. I'm coming. Come. He ordered and Vanessa cried out, digging her nails deeper into his flesh as her orgasm crashed over her. At the same time, Jack's cock pulsed inside her, filling her with his load. She shuddered in his arms and then pulled back, sliding Jack's cock from inside her as she lowered her leg. That should tide me over for a week. She smiled before turning and leaving. Jack stood there, pants around his ankles as she let herself out the door. He wasn't used to someone just walking off so quickly after sex, but he figured Vanessa was very much used to just using people for what she wanted and then leaving. He smiled and pulled up his pants, heading to the kitchen dot he sat down wondering about Vanessa's plan. Could he really do what she suggested? She was right, he couldn't use Moon and he didn't want to put Ava or Abby in danger. He briefly considered using Mary but decided against it. Men had already been through enough in her life. He didn't want to put more on her and Samantha had the same problems as Moon. The more he thought about it, the more he realized he was the only option. Especially if he wanted to have control of Gino, he'd have to put the collar him himself. His phone beeped and it was a text from Vanessa. It was her thoughts on the plan. They had 8 days to come up with something as the vote was going to be on the following Friday. Luckily for Jack Vanessa had just enough free time on Thursday that she could invite Gino's wife for coffee, which would give Jack a chance to use the collar on her. Although, she lived in a different city, which meant he'd have to travel there beforehand. Overall, that left him six days for Ava or Abby to use the collar enough to transform him. Deciding there was no time to waste, went upstairs to find Ava. Abby was busy with her mother, and he didn't want to intrude on that for the next couple of days, so he decided Ava would be the one that would practice with the collar. He heard moaning coming from Ava's room and opened the door. Inside Ava and Abby were spit-roasting Mary with the cocks that Jack had given them earlier. Ava was pounding into Mary from behind while she was deep-throating Abby's cock. Abby seemed to be thoroughly enjoying herself. Swallow my cock, you fucking slut! Abby groaned as she shoved her cock deeper down Mary's throat. Having fun? Jack asked, leaning against the door, amused by the sight before him. Having a dick is so much fun! Abby replied thrusting into Mary's mouth. How long have you been going? This will be my fourth orgasm. Abby replied, her reply turning into a moan. She began fucking Mary's throat hard and fast, filling the room with sloppy wet noises. Jack watched as Abby slammed herself deep down Abby's throat and groaned out, clearly having an orgasm. Ava quickly followed suit, pushing deep into Mary's cunt as she came as well. Mary was thoroughly impaled on their cocks, unable to move or do anything until they were done using her. After almost a minute, Abby pulled out of Mary's throat and Mary gasped for breath as the cock slipped free of her mouth. Abby smiled down at her and patted her head before turning to Jack. So, need something? she asked. I need to borrow Ava. Me? Of course. Ava smiled, pulling out of Mary and turning to go with Jack. What are you up to? Abby asked. Jack explained the situation with Vanessa and Gino and the plan for him to transform into Gino's wife. Both women instantly volunteered to do it in his place, but he declined. He explained how Ava would need to use the collar as much as possible during the next six days before putting it on her. He gave her some commands to make sure she wouldn't try and do anything too crazy with him, as well as making sure she actually gave up control once the six days were over. Not that he didn't trust her to, he trusted her, and he had already given her commands to similar effect before, but he felt it a good idea to reinforce those commands again. The group didn't know for certain if it was the amount of time someone was connected to the collar, the amount they used it, the number of commands they gave, or the number of people they used it on affected someone's ability to use it. So, they agreed Ava should use it as often as possible on as many people as possible, even if it was just to collar them, and then remove it. Ava then went round everyone, using the collar on each of them and giving them a simple command. Jack, Abby, Moon, Mary, Min, Samantha, and the security guard at the gate all wore the collar. Then followed the command. Ava varied the commands too, just in case that mattered. She made the security guard answer some questions. It turned out his name was Steve and he lived alone and had no family, which was part of why John had hired him. Jack did 10 laps of the pool naked. Abby recreated a dance routine. Mary did 20 star jumps, which Ava really enjoyed watching. Min cooked a meal and Samantha cleaned Ava's latex collection. Ava then put the collar back on Abby and tested her ability to change things. The largest change she could make at once was her face in one command. Anything more and Abby rejected it. She also could change a few memories, but she couldn't copy anyone's memories, which was going to be key for Jack to pretend to be Gino's wife. They then went out for the evening, trying to find other people to collar. Jack called the stuck-up bitch he turned into a slut, and she met them at the bar they went to. Ava used the collar on her and had her go and flirt with a man. Within twenty minutes she had taken him into the toilets— and given him a blowjob. Ava then ordered her to forget being there and go home after returning the collar.It was shortly after that that Jack, Mary and Moon had gone to dance, leaving Ava and Abby Mary standing by a table. Two men approached, and one groped Ava's ass. Ava turned to slap him, but stopped herself as the other put his arm around Abby. So, what are you ladies doing tonight? The one that had groped Ava asked. Ava decided to label him Idiot A. Just having some fun. Ava replied as Abby squirmed under the guy's arm. Abby didn't understand why Ava wasn't going crazy at the guy for touching her ass, but she figured Ava must have something planned. Oh really? How about you guys have some fun with us? Idiot B asked. Ava smiled at him and turned to Idiot A. Put this one in maybe. She told him in her sexiest voice as she held up the collar. Why would I do that? Idiot A replied. Well, if you do, I promise you'll be getting laid by the end of the night. Ava told him. He looked at her and grinned, wrapping the collar around his neck and snapping it in place. Ava smiled and leaned in, whispering commands in his ear. He listened and then reached up, taking the collar off. Your turn, Ava said, turning to Idiot B and holding out the collar. He looked at it skeptically, but Idiot A encouraged him to do it so they could get laid. Idiot B took the collar and put it on, and Ava couldn't help but grinning. She leaned in and whispered some commands in his ear, and he nodded before taking the collar off and handing it back. The two men then left, heading towards the bar. Ava watched them go, and Abby looked at her, cocking an eyebrow. What did you tell them? Abby asked. To get us some drinks, plus some other stuff, but you'll find that out later. The two men returned with fresh drinks for themselves and the girls. Idiot A was tall and muscular, with short brown hair and carefully trimmed stubble while Idiot B was slimmer with blonde hair and clean shaven. They were both attractive men, but Ava had zero interest in either, even if they hadn't introduced themselves the way they had. Jack and the others returned and the two men introduced themselves as Idiot A and Idiot B as per Ava's command. Jack instantly knew she had used the collar on them and wondered what she had planned. They made small talk with the men for a while, with them explaining who they were, what they did for a living and being extremely polite the whole time. Ava noticed a woman looking at her. She was short and incredibly petite, with dyed red hair that was cut short. She had a piercing in her nose and eyebrow and had deep green eyes. It was clear she was checking Ava out, and Ava excused herself from the group to go and introduce herself. Jack watched her go and laughed as he saw her remove the collar from her purse. T.O. hit surprise a few minutes later, Idiot A and Idiot B started making out quite passionately. Jack hadn't been expecting that, especially after hearing how they had introduced themselves to Ava and Abby but then realized it made perfect sense considering Ava had used the collar on them both. Guys, this is Steph, Ava announced, introducing the petite woman to the group. She was wearing the collar and stuck close to Ava. She's kind of shy. She's kind of really cute, more like. Moon said, walking behind Steph and putting her arms over Steph's shoulders. Moon's large breasts practically rested on top of Steph's head. Give me the collar back. Ava ordered and Steph reached up and removed the collar. Jack had a moment of realization about the collar. Sure, he'd always known it was powerful and could easily control someone and even change how they looked and thought entirely. But it was only as he saw Ava using in quick succession to take multiple people under her control that Jack realized just how easy it could be to create a whole army if someone wanted to. Knowing that the control lasted beyond removing the collar, all it took was getting the collar on someone, giving a few commands and removing it again to have complete control. Put this on. Ava told Jack. He took the collar and snapped it close around his neck. Ava leaned in and whispered something in his ear, but he couldn't remember what once she moved away. He took off the collar and gave it back to her. Let's go home, Ava announced. The group made their way to the door, with Idiot A, Idiot B and Steph in tow. They went outside and found Min and Samantha waiting outside in two cars from John's garage. They had used them to transport the group, needing an extra car now they had Mary with them which worked out well since now the cars were full with the three extra people coming along. The two maids drove everyone home and dropped them off at the door before parking the cars. Idiot A and B were looking at the house and all while Steph was staying close to Moon, seemingly instantly taking a fancy to the much taller woman. They went inside and Ava went upstairs while the others went to get drinks. She returned a moment later wearing her latex bodysuit. Steph and the two men were both surprised when they saw the bulge of Ava's erection running of the inside of her suit. Everyone, get undressed! Ava ordered and everyone instantly started undressing. The three newcomers were just as surprised by Abby and Moon's extra equipment, although with Moon they were surprised by its sheer size. Good, let's go to the pool! Ava smiled. They all filed up to the pool and Ava left everyone to swim or sit and talk as they wanted. Abby was in the pool with Mary, while Idiot A and Idiot B were sat on a sun lounger together. They were making out and stroking each other's erections as they did so. Steph was sat on Moon's knee, she looked tiny in comparison. Her thin frame and small breasts were a complete contrast to Moon. Moon had one hand between Steph's legs while Steph used both hands to stroke Moon's cock. Jack, on the other hand, was laid back on a sun lounger, Ava was sat next to him, leaning down, kissing and sucking on his breasts. Jack groaned, he loved his breasts, they were his favorite feature about himself. He loved how big and perky they were, he'd always felt a thrill when he caught people staring but his favorite part was how sensitive his nipples were. Just having Ava flicking her tongue across them made his cock rock hard. He had no idea that Ava had given them to him in at the bar. Mary, idiot B, Steph and Jack, all of you kneel on the floor on your hands and knees, Ava ordered. Mary climbed out of the pool and Abby followed as the four all took their positions on the floor. Ava went over to Steph and wrapped the collar around her neck, which Steph allowed. She gave her a couple of commands and took the collar back. We're going to have a competition. From now on, everyone on their knees is a sub for the night and everyone on their feet is a DOM. Mary, you'll be Abby's sub, idiot B, you belong to idiot A, Jack, you belong to me, and Steph, you belong to Moon. Now, the competition is each dom must fuck their sub's ass. Whichever sub comes first, their dom is the winner and may choose another sub to serve them for the night. Whichever dom makes their sub come last becomes my sub for the night, along with their sub. You can only make them come from anal. No touching anywhere else. Everyone got it? They each agreed and took up position behind their assigned sub. Ava then walked over to Idiot B and put the collar on him. She whispered in his ear and then left him with the collar on as she took up her position behind Jack. She unzipped the crotch of her bodysuit and freed her erection. Pressing it gently against his ass, Jack groaned as it sank into his tight ass. Ava pushed forward until her whole length was inside him. She looked over to see the others each penetrating their sub. Once they were all hilted inside their partners, Ava counted down. Three. Two. One. Go. Instantly all four doms started fucking their subs. Mary was moaning loudly already as Abby pounded into her. Idiot grunted and groaned as his ex-best friend and now lover took his anal virginity and fucked him hard and fast. Steph was shaking and groaning as she struggled to take Moon's immense cock in her petite frame. Ava could see her flat stomach bulging each time Moon thrust into her. Jack was groaning as Ava slammed into him. She hadn't had a cock for long, but she'd had plenty of practice with the strap on long before Jack had received the collar. As such she knew just how to please a guy and each thrust sent waves of pleasure through Jack. His breast swung heavily beneath him as he rocked back and forth. Ava was surprised when she heard Steph cry out a few seconds later. She looked over and saw her shuddering and shaking. Completely impaled by Moon's monster cock. It was clear she was having an orgasm, and Ava groaned in defeat. Still, she had Abby and Idiot A to beat, so she continued to fuck Jack. She looked over at Idiot B and grinned as she saw the changes taking place. She had ordered him to get more and more feminine as Idiot A fucked him. He was losing muscle mass, and his body hair had already vanished. His voice was becoming more and more feminine as he moaned in an extremely womanly way. He cried out and shook an orgasm his cock emptying onto the floor below him as it shrunk a couple of inches. He still looked like himself, but now he was most definitely what anyone would describe as a femboy. Ava looked over at Abby and Mary, both of who were moaning loudly. She watched as Abby slammed herself into Mary's ass and stayed there as she moaned and twitched, clearly having an orgasm herself. To Ava's surprise, Mary had yet to have one. She focused on Jack, slamming into him as he moaned and groaned. He shuddered and his legs twitched and shook and she knew he was coming, even if she couldn't see his cock pulsing as it emptied its load onto the floor. Abby, you lose? Ava told her, panting hard. It had taken longer to make Jack come than she thought it would have, and she was glad she had it lost. Moon, you were the winner! Yay! Moon grinned. Steph still impaled on her giant cock. Then I want my master as my sub tonight! Ah, fine. Ava groaned pulling out of Jack and slapping his ass. He crawled over to Moon and knelt next to her. Ava went over to the two idiots who hadn't even been paying attention. Idiot B was now on his back and Idiot A was fucking him missionary as Idiot B stroked his tiny cock. He only stopped long enough to remove his collar at Ava's order before returning to pleasuring himself as Idiot B leaned in and kissed him forcefully. Ava took the collar over to Jack and gave him the same commands she had given Steph. Jack suddenly felt a wave of submission towards Moon and groaned in delight at the idea of taking her giant cock inside him. Since I didn't get to finish, you can take Jack's place, Abby. Ava said, and Abby got on her hands and knees in front of Ava. Ava slid her cock into Abby's ass, who moaned in delight. Mary, lay down in front of her and Abby make Mary come with your mouth and no speaking. Mary did as she was told, laying down in front of Abby and shuffling towards her so Abby could lick her pussy. She giggled in delight as Abby began to lick at her slit, And Ava began to fuck Abby. I didn't come either. Jack, come here, let me put those breasts of yours to use. Moon ordered. Jack lay down on the sun lounger as Moon straddled his stomach. Her balls were already large and heavy and rested on Jack's stomach as she slid her cock between his breasts. Steph, sit on his face. Steph did as she was told, climbing onto the sun lounger and straddling Jack's head. She pressed her pussy to his mouth and he began to lick her while Moon fucked his chest. Moon gasped as her cock glided between his mounds of flesh. The sight on Steph's pert little ass in front of her, knowing Jack was licking her cunt, turned Moon on a lot. She moaned and grabbed Jack's breasts, pressing them firmly together to increase the pressure on her cock. The feeling of her manhandling and squeezing his tits made Jack groan and his cock twitch. It was rock hard, but being completely neglected. He ignored it and focused on pleasing Steph as his mistress had wanted. Steph gripped his hair roughly as he worked his tongue inside of her. She began to moan and grind her hips against his face as he got her closer and closer to orgasm. Steph cried out and shuddered, releasing a torrent of fluids onto Jack's face. The sight pushed Moon right to the edge of orgasm and she pulled away from Jack's chest. With no effort at all, she lifted Steph off Jack and placed her to one side before pulling Jack upright. She grabbed her cock and stroked it and told Jack to open his mouth. Jack did as he was told and Moon shoved the head of her cock against his open mouth. It stretched his jaw wide, but he didn't resist as his mouth was suddenly flooded with her bubblegum-flavored cum. She ordered him to swallow, but he was doing it already rather than risking drowning, and he swallowed and swallowed. He could barely breathe between the mouthfuls she was pumping into his mouth. He kept swallowing, his stomach filling more and more with her fluids until he felt like he'd swallowed a swimming pool. Eventually, her orgasm subsided and she pulled away from Jack who gasped for breath. He stroked his stomach which was slightly swollen, filled with Moon's gigantic load. He heard a cry of pleasure and looked over to see Mary writhing on the floor as Abby ate her cunt while she came hard. Abby didn't stop as she reached her own orgasm, pushing Mary. Mary was begging to be allowed to come, it seemed she still needed Abby's permission, while Abby's cock dribbled its load onto the floor. Ava finally reached orgasm, slamming deep into Abby and filling her insides with her load. She spanked Abby's ass hard and Abby cried out. Ava pulled out of Abby and left her licking Mary who was still begging for release. Ava had trapped them, Abby couldn't speak or stop eating Mary until Mary came, but Mary couldn't come until Abby gave her permission. The result was Abby vigorously licking at Mary's slit while Mary writhed around constantly on the brink of orgasm. But completely unable to achieve one dot, everyone else looked over at the two idiots who were still fucking as idiot B had another orgasm and coated his stomach and come idiot a suddenly pulled out of him. Stroking his cock quickly as he came and emptied his own load across Idiot A. They both came down from their orgasms, panting hard and smiling at each other before Idiot A leaned down and began cleaning the mess they had made from Idiot B with his tongue. Well, they look happy. What did you do to them? Moon asked. I told them that as the night went on, they'd be more and more attracted to one another until they couldn't stand not making a move on each other. Then, as they got more and more intimate, they'd fall in love with each other, and when they made each other come, they'd realize they were soulmates. They're also both going to spend every Saturday volunteering at a women's shelter. What about the changes? Are you going to leave him like that? Yeah, I think being a submissive femboy suits him and he looks incredibly happy. At least they won't harass any more women, Moon commented. I think they're lucky. They're going to be more in love with each other than most couples and they'll make sure the other is happy thanks to the commands I gave them. They'll have a long and loving relationship for the rest of their lives. I know it's because of you, but it makes me kind of teary thinking about how happy they'll be. Moon said wistfully. Maybe groping me and Abby was the luckiest thing that ever happened to them. Ava laughed, and Moon agreed. Hey Abby, tell Mary she can come. Abby finally stopped licking Mary long enough to tell her she could come before diving right back in. As soon as the words left Abby's mouth, Mary screamed loudly as she came hard. Her legs clamped together on Abby's head her core muscles tensing so hard she had a six-pack as her hands desperately scraped against the ground trying to find something to grip onto. Her head rolled back and her voice caught in her throat as her entire body locked up. She stayed like that for a good ten seconds before gasping loudly and regaining some control of her body. She pushed away from Abby, who tried to follow until Ava commanded her to stop and Mary finally began to relax, still gasping for breath. The evening carried on in much the same way— with Ava swapping the collar from person to person, making changes and giving commands as much as she could. Jack received most of the changes, as he was the one Ava wanted to practice on most. Jack barely knew changes were being made, he was aware of them, but didn't really think about them. He was too busy serving Moon any way she wanted. Just following her commands brought him so much joy that he was excited to follow any order she gave him. Towards the end of the night, Moon finally gave in to her desire to fuck Jack. She'd had Steph stroking and playing with her cock for almost thirty minutes. She'd purposefully had Steph edge her so her balls were incredibly full and heavy, and she was super horny. She couldn't resist Jack anymore and ordered him to mount her. Jack stood above Moon, her giant cock pointing up between his legs. He reached down and grabbed her tip, lining it up with his pussy. It pressed against the entrance, and he let out a womanly moan as it began to stretch him open. It felt incredible, like nothing he had experienced before. As the head slipped into his slick, velvety tunnel, he groaned as he sunk deeper onto her cock, taking inch after inch until it was fully inside him. He looked down at his stomach, seeing the bulge of her cock, and grinned in satisfaction. He practically had to do squats in order to fuck the whole length of her giant cock, but it wasn't a problem thanks to his powerful, muscular thighs. Ava had thought he might need them and commanded him to change, and it seemed she had been right. Jack lifted and lowered himself along the entirety of Moon's cock over and over. Moon groaned she wasn't used to having someone being able to work her entire shaft and the pleasure she was feeling from Jack's tight cunt was amazing. She'd expected to fuck Jack hard for a good while before she came, but she hadn't even had a chance to take control when she felt her balls tighten. The sensation of Jack fucking her whole shaft, combined with seeing her master taking her whole length, was too much for her. She moaned out suddenly, much to Jack's surprise as her cock pulsed and began filling his insides with her load.it was even bigger than the one he had swallowed. It flooded his tunnel and filled his womb, flooding it before stretching it outward. More and more it stretched, Jack's stomach bloating to accommodate as she filled him. Jack moaned, shuddering in orgasm at the feeling of his mistress filling him. He was in complete bliss as he felt his stomach growing bigger and bigger by the time moon finished, he looked heavily pregnant. Even more so than Ava had done. He lifted himself off Moon's cock, trying to relieve the pressure. A torrent of cum flowed out of him, but the vast majority stayed inside. He lay back on the sun lounger, feeling full and content as he stroked his stomach. He heard Ava speak and suddenly felt complete clarity at the situation as all of her commands affecting his mind disappeared. Jesus Christ Ava, I know we've done some weird stuff since we got the collar, but you've had it for a day and already gone way beyond anything I did. Jack laughed looking down at his changed body. He had large breasts, smooth hairless skin, a thin waist and wide hips with a pussy sat between his muscular legs that were equally hairless and surprisingly feminine. I think you look hot. Moon joined in. You look a bit like a Picasso painting. Abby laughed. You're hilarious, Jack replied, rolling his eyes at Abby. So, what's the plan now,
0: Ava? Moon asked. Chapter 19 Are you ready to go? Vanessa asked. Yeah, let me
1: just say goodbye. Jack replied. He went downstairs to find Abby and Moon waiting for him. Mary was on her hands and knees next to Abby, a leash attacked to the collar around her neck. Abby had persuaded her to take another week off work and stay a little longer, which Mary had happily agreed to. She was currently wearing the latex dog costume Abby had worn previously. Have a safe flight. Abby smiled at Jack, leaning in and kissing him deeply we'll miss you. Moon chimed in, taking her turn to kiss Jack. What about me? Ava complained as she came down the stairs, carrying a small bag. Why would we miss you? Abby teased as Ava stepped off the bottom step. She walked over to Abby and kissed her passionately, pulling Abby's body tightly into hers and causing her to moan slightly. Ava pulled away and Abby instinctively followed, trying to stay close and keep kissing her. Are you sure you won't miss me? Ava grinned. Abby just scowled at her and blushed slightly. I'll miss you, even if you are really mean. Moon pouted. Ava smiled at her and reached up on her tiptoes to kiss the tall women. We'll be back soon, don't worry. Ava reassured her. Let's go then. Vanessa cut in, ushering them to the door. Jack and Ava followed her outside to the waiting limo. It whisked them to the airport, where they boarded Vanessa's private jet. They went over the plan one more time. Vanessa had organized to go shopping with Gino's wife, Leah. While shopping, she put the collar on her, which would be attuned to Jack. Jack would then go and meet them and take control of Leah. They'd then return to the hotel, where Ava would use the collar to transform Jack into Leah and give him her memories. Jack would then go back to Gino's house and use the collar on him. The plane landed after two hours in the air and they disembarked into another limo that took them to their hotel. Despite having control over some extremely wealthy people and living in a giant house already, Jack was still amazed by the size of the hotel room. Well, room was an understatement. It was basically an apartment. It had two floors, four bedrooms, three bathrooms, a private balcony pool, a kitchen and half a dozen other rooms. They didn't stay long. Vanessa has organized to meet Leah soon so they dropped off their things and took care of one extra detail. Vanessa had three of her own security with her. It was a condition of Gino's. At no point would his wife be without at least four security guards. Vanessa had objected, but he had refused to let her meet with Vanessa with less. Vanessa had then suggested if that was a condition, then at least let her use her own security, as she trusted them more. Gino had objected, of course, but eventually had relented to use Vanessa's as long as at least one of his own was their .so before they left. Vanessa invited each of her guards into the living room one at a time and had them put on the collar. None objected, they were paid to do what they were told, not ask questions. Jack soon had control over all three of them, which would make life easier. He took the collar back and handed it to Vanessa. She stowed it in her purse and they set off to meet Leah. Jack had expected them to head towards some fancy mall or high street, but strangely they found themselves pulling up at a swanky-looking high-rise building. They went inside and after being checked by security, Vanessa entered the elevator while Jack waited in the lobby. A few minutes later, he got a text from Vanessa saying to go upstairs that he rode up a few floors and stepped out into a large clothing store. It was unlike any store Jack had seen. The clothes were all displayed individually. Nothing was on racks. There were no customers. The only people he could see was the security guards. One he knew, one he didn't. Who are you? The one he didn't know asked, stepping in his way. He's a friend of Vanessa's, let him through. The guard he controlled replied. Gino didn't give permission for any friends to join. The first guard replied. Do you want to be the one that tells Vanessa you stopped me from meeting her? Jack asked, hoping to bluff his way past this guard. This had been the only part of the plan they had been unsure about. I don't care what you tell her, you're not getting through. The guard replied. I'll go and get her, the other guard said. He went off to find Vanessa while Gino's guard stood staring at Jack menacingly. A moment the other guard appeared following behind Vanessa. What's the problem? She asked. Gino didn't authorize any guests. The guard replied. Really, Greg? That's the issue? Sorry, ma'am, but you know what he's like. I know. Hey, while you're here, do me a favor and try this on. Vanessa smiled, pulling out the collar. What? Why? George asked. I just want to see how it looks. Don't think this'll make me change my mind about letting your friend through. George replied as he put the collar on. His expression changed instantly as he snapped it into place. Jack instantly rolled out some commands, the same as he gave the other guards and George accepted them. He then took the collar off, handing it back to Vanessa. It's lucky I hadn't used it on Leah yet. Vanessa smiled as she walked through the shop with Jack. I thought you already had. Why did you text me to come up? Wasn't that the plan? It was, but then I realized it's probably best we took control of her guard too. What if he saw you controlling her and called Gino? Good point. What is this place anyway? Is it a shop? It is, but normal people can't get here. The cheapest item here is around $10,000 and that's just socks. Vanessa explained. $10,000 socks? Yes, some of the outfits are hundreds of thousands. Wow. They stopped talking as they found a young woman with an older woman at the back of the shop. They were looking at a dress and the younger woman smiled when she saw Vanessa approaching and a little confused when she saw Jack. Who is this? Leah asked. She had an accent Jack couldn't place. This is my friend, Jack. Gino didn't say anything about a friend joining us. Leah replied, although she seemed happy. Well what Gino doesn't know won't hurt him. Vanessa grinned. Leah smiled and held up the dress. Jack, what do you think? She asked. It looks lovely. I like the pattern on it. Jack replied, unsure what he was meant to say. Leah smiled at him. Me too. The flowers remind me of home. Where is home? Jack asked. Italy. I'm from a small town in the south. She replied. Jack looked at her and thought that fit. She had long black hair, olive skin and dark brown eyes. She was incredibly beautiful. Tall and thin, she clearly worked out to keep herself in shape. She had moderate breasts, which Jack suspected were being enhanced by an expensive brow from how high they sat on her chest. The low V-cut of her dress showed off her cleavage impressively. Oh, Julia, could we get some champagne? Vanessa asked. Of course. The older woman replied, turning to leave and fetch the drinks. Leah, look at this I found while I went to meet Jack. I think it would look good on you. Vanessa smiled, holding up the collar. Leah looked at it and pulled a face. I don't think so. Go on, try it on, for me? I want to see how it looks. Fine, for you, but then I get to make you try on something equally as garish. Leah laughed, taking the collar and putting it around her neck. As soon as it snapped into place, she looked at Jack. What can I do for you, Master? Jack quickly reeled off some commands he had prepared, speaking quickly before Julia returned. Leah listened quietly accepting his commands until he was done speaking. She reached up and took the collar off, handing it back to Jack. He put it his pocket and sighed in relief. That was one part of the plan done. They spent a couple of hours shopping and bought a few outfits, just so they wouldn't raise suspicious. Jack was incredibly bored. Rich people shopping was even more vain and boring than regular shopping. Finally they were done, and they left the building. The women had planned to get dinner but instead they returned to the hotel as Jack wanted. They found Ava waiting for them in the jacuzzi. Ava, this is Leah, Jack introduced. Wow, you're gorgeous! Ava smiled. Thank you, so are you, Leah replied. Are you Italian? From the South, I'd guess? Ava asked. I'm impressed. I am indeed, Leah replied. Not to break this up, but we don't have much time. Gino apparently is very particular about his rules and Leah is supposed to be back soon. Jack interrupted. Right, do you have the collar? Jack took the collar and gave it to Ava. She pressed her thumb to it and bound it to herself before handing it back to Jack. He took a deep breath and secured it around his neck. He looked at Ava, his mistress, and waited for her commands. Ava ordered Leah and Jack to stand next to each other. They each obeyed, Jack having already ordered Leah to obey her commands as if they were his own and stood side by side. Ava then began ordering Jack to change. She watched as his body reshaped itself and became identical to Leah. Ava ordered Leah to undress and she studied each of them, making sure everything was identical. She couldn't help but be turned on having two gorgeous naked twins standing in front of her. She resisted the urge to play with them. She knew they were under time restraints. She ordered Jack to put on Leah's clothes, which he did and then she started on his mind. First she made him copy Leah's memories, which now she had worn the collar, he could do. He knew everything about her and her life. It was the next part he had been dreading, although now he had the collar on. He had no feelings about it other than wanting to do whatever Ava asked of him. Jack, from now on until either Gino is wearing the collar or you hear the words society, vitamin, melon, in that order, you will believe you are Leah. You will act like her. You will speak and behave like her. You will have her memories and feelings and will do everything she would normally do. You will also want to get Gino to wear this collar, doing anything you can, without raising suspicion from him or anyone else, to get him to wear it. Yes, mistress, Jack replied, his mind suddenly being rewritten. He was no longer Jack, but Leah. Ava gave her a few more commands and the plan was done. Now it was just up to the new Leah. She took off the collar at Ava's command and put it into her purse. Then she went back downstairs to the car that was waiting for her and returned home. She was happy, she'd had a fun day with Vanessa, but she was tired and glad to be going home. They arrived back at the mansion and the car dropped her in front. George opened the door for her and led her back inside. He carried her bags of new clothes and handed them to a housekeeper as Leah went to taste study. She found her husband sitting there and he looked up, smiling at her as she stood in the doorway. Leah felt her heart flutter, she loved that smile. It was what had drawn her to him in the first place. Did you have a nice time? Gino asked. It was fun. Vanessa is a lovely woman. Leah replied, moving over to her husband. To you maybe. To me she's a bitter old shrew that's a constant thorn in my side. Gino complained. Now, now. I wish you two would get along. I like her. She's a good friend. Leah smiled as she stood behind her husband. She placed her hands on his shoulders and began to massage them. mm mm I love your hands. Gino sighed, relaxing in his chair I bought you something Leah began, stopping her massage and removing the collar from her purse She held it out and Gino looked at it Interesting, but there's something I'm far more interested in right now He grinned He knocked the collar from her hand and suddenly grabbed Leah Pulling her into him and grabbing her ass as he kissed her firmly Leah moaned in surprise as she pressed herself against her husband Kissing him back as her hands gripped his back she felt him unzip her dress and she leaned back a little, allowing him to pull it from her shoulders and it to drop to the ground. She kissed him, standing in only her brow and panties, as he grabbed the bare flesh of her ass. She loved when he took control and she simply stood there, kissing him and letting his hands feel her body. She felt herself getting wet, God she wanted him, but she was patient. Gino loved to touch her and tease her before giving her what she wanted. He finally broke the kiss and stepped back. Leah instantly dropped to her knees, knowing what he wanted. She fiddled with his belt buckle, undoing it and pulling his pants and underwear down. His erection fell free and she grinned up at him as she grabbed it. It was long and thick, she remembered being scared of it the first time she'd seen it, but now the mere sight of it brought her pleasure. She engulfed the head in her mouth, wrapping her lips around it as her tongue swirled over the crown. Gino groaned in appreciation, his hands wrapping in her hair. She worked him in and out of her mouth, taking more and more of his length each time until he was sliding into her throat that she'd never been able to deep throat before and never thought she'd be able to, let alone on someone as big as Gino. But he trained her well and now it slid into her throat without resistance. She felt his hips begin to move and stayed still, allowing him to take over as he began to thrust into her mouth. He held her head tightly, fucking her face over and over. Leah reached down between her legs, stroking her clit as she basked in the pleasure of her husband using her. She was soaking wet, she wanted him so badly and knew it wouldn't be much longer. She breathed quickly between thrusts, her airway being blocked over and over again as he thrust into her. Suddenly he pulled out, and she took a deep breath. He pulled on her hair and guided her to his desk. She pretended to resist, but really was thrilled it was moving on so quickly. Planting her hands on his desk, she thrust out her ass. Showing off her glistening slit Gino grabbed his cock with one hand and spanked her hard with the other Before pulling her panties to one side She gasped in delight and suddenly groaned as he roughly shoved his cock into her It was the best feeling, not matter how many times she experienced it Her husband cock was the most pleasurable thing she'd ever experienced That he thrust into her hard and fast His fucking her throat already getting him well into the mood She moaned and gripped at the edge of his desk His thrusts made her breasts shake below her, rocking back and forth with enough force to escape the confines of her brow. He reached forward and grabbed them roughly, squeezing them in his hands and tugging on her nipples. It was just what Leah needed, and she cried out as her orgasm washed over her. Gino groaned, she knew he was close. She tried to ignore the pleasure flowing through her, focusing on rocking back and meeting her husband's thrusts, getting him to come as soon as she could and knowing how good it would feel when he did. Her orgasm built and built, one crashing straight into another as her mind began to go fuzzy with pleasure. Gino groaned and slammed into her erratically before suddenly hilting himself inside her. His cock twitched and began to pulse as it filled her insides with his hot, sticky fluids. Leah's moan caught in her throat, the pleasure peaking and making her mind go blank for a moment as her entire body seized up. She stayed like that for a few seconds before suddenly moaning loudly and her body shaking as her mind came back to its senses. She stood there, bent at the waist, gripping the desk as her husband's cock softened inside her. They were both breathing hard and she was extremely satisfied. She moaned as she felt Gino slide out of her and she turned to face him. He kissed her gently, a smile forming on his lips. I love you, he told her. I love you too, she replied. Now what was it you bought me? he asked. Leah pulled away from him and picked up the collar from the floor. She turned and held it out. He looked at it confused. Just try it on, please. Why? I think you'd look sexy in it. You want me to wear a collar like a dog? Gino asked, laughing at the idea. If you do, I'll ask my sister to do that thing we did on our wedding night. Leah smiled. Really? Gino asked, a wide smile forming on his face as he reached out and took the collar. Yes. Leah grinned. Gino brought the collar to his neck and snapped it shut. Suddenly Leah's world changed instantly. She remembered who she was, that she was Jack and what he was meant to be doing. He looked at Gino who bowed his head to him. What can I do for you, mistress? Gino asked. Jack looked down at himself, his breasts were hanging out of his bra, his underwear was still pulled to one side and he had a trail of fluids running down his leg. He also still had Leah's memories and remembered how good her body felt. Clean me, he ordered, spreading his legs. Gino instantly kneeled down between them and began licking at Jack's pussy. Jack moaned as he felt Gino's tongue working his slit. Gino clearly knew his wife's body. It didn't take long before Jack was moaning almost constantly, roughly gripping at Gino's hair as he approached orgasm. Gino redoubled his efforts and Jack groaned loudly as he reached orgasm. His legs shook and he held Gino's face to his crotch as pleasure flowed through him. His hand instinctively went to his breast, squeezing it and tugging at his nipple. Pushing the pleasure to new heights until he couldn't take it. He pulled away from Gino on unsteady legs. Gino sat back, waiting for further instructions as Jack recovered. Jack leaned against the desk for a moment until his legs regained full function before he sorted out his underwear and picked up his dress. He redressed and ordered Gino to do the same. Jack ran through a few commands with Gino that he'd preplanned with Vanessa. They'd decided that they had to leave Gino in place for now. Doing anything that might seem suspicious, like a change in behavior or him suddenly moving house, might raise suspicions with the others. As a result, they'd come up with a few commands to make sure Gino behaved how they wanted, without giving away anything was going on. First were the basic commands to keep Gino under Jack's control permanently. He then made it so Gino would announce to the others that while he was still uncertain about future plans for John, he had decided now was not the time to pursue them, and was temporarily agreeing with Vanessa while they focused on other ventures. Jack and Vanessa had agreed that this served their purpose of protecting John and thus Jack, while not making it seem like Gino had a complete change of heart. Vanessa was fairly confident with both her and Gino on the same side, the others would drop their plans of ousting John. Next up was slowing down Gino's operations. He, like Vanessa, had his fingers in many pies. Drugs, weapons, oil were his main sources of income. But the one Jack wanted to stop as soon as possible was the one that Gino had used to build his empire initially, human trafficking. Apparently he would take young women from multiple countries, smuggle them to wealthy countries on the promise of money and freedom, but secretly would enslave them to fuel the labor requirements of his other businesses. Any who couldn't fill roles in the drugs or weapon factories, or who were just naturally beautiful, were instead drugged themselves and forced into prostitution. Jack searched through Leah's memories and found nothing about Gino's businesses. She knew he was into many illegal things, but didn't ask questions and knew none of the details of his businesses. Jack was glad for that. Satisfied with the commands he had given, he took the collar off Gino. Tell me, do you love your wife? Jack asked. No, I do not. She is very beautiful, but incredibly dull, Gino admitted. Jack wasn't surprised. He wasn't sure Gino was capable of loving anyone but himself. So why do you protect her so much? I like to control her, knowing she is where I want her to be and ready for me to use her whenever I want. Gino replied. Jack actually felt sad at hearing that answer. He had all of Leah's memories and feelings. He knew how much it hurt for her to hear those words. Come with me, Jack ordered. He walked through the house with Gino following behind and found George. He ordered George to drive them to the hotel. They arrived and found Leah, Vanessa and Ava sitting together laughing about something. A look of relief washed over Ava's face as she saw Jack enter the room. Thank God you're back. She smiled. I'm glad to be back. Jack admitted. It wasn't until he walked into the hotel room that he finally let himself relax and knew the plan had worked. The first thing he did was use the collar on Leah, removing her feelings for Gino and making her happy to leave him. She was mostly innocent in all of this and after being her for a while, Jack had some sympathy for her and didn't want her getting hurt. Next he turned to George and used the collar on him. As Gino's top security guard, it turned out he had quite a lot of knowledge of each of Gino's operations. At least he knew what was happening and was quite okay with it. It also turned out he'd killed a few people for Gino, including some of the women he trafficked who turned out to be more trouble than they were worth which made what Jack had planned much easier to do dot he used the collar to turn George into a copy of Leah. Since Jack planned to free the real Leah from Gino, but didn't want to cause trouble with the others by putting him through a sudden divorce, someone had to take Leah's place. He figured George would be the perfect candidate. The others might question a sudden divorce and think it was unusual, but firing a security guard because he betrayed Gino would be accepted quite readily. Ava couldn't resist anymore, There were three copies of an incredibly hot Italian woman in front of her, and she was so turned on. She grabbed Jack and pulled him toward her, much to his surprise and kissed him hard. She still had her cock, and it was rock hard as it pressed against Jack's stomach. Jack felt it, and felt a wave of arousal rush through him. It seemed Leah's body was easily aroused, and he wanted Ava's cock inside him. Ava stepped back, her cock tending the skirt she was wearing, which surprised Leah. Ava rolled her skirt back to reveal her hard shaft. Jack dropped to his knees, his instincts guiding him to take her cock into his mouth. Ava groaned as Leah looked on in surprise and Vanessa grinned in amusement. She knew where things were going and grabbed the real Leah, kissing her forcefully. Leah froze for a moment at the sudden turn of events, before kissing Vanessa back. One of her commands overriding her trepidation and causing her to enjoy Vanessa's tongue. You come here, Ava said, gesturing to the third Leah who was stood next to her husband looking confusedly at the group. Me? she asked. Yes, lay down on the floor, Ava commanded, but the third Leah didn't listen. Ava had gotten used to everyone doing as she said. Do as she says, Jack ordered. The third Leah lay down on the floor as instructed and Ava pushed Jack off her cock. She turned Jack around, pushing his head between the third Leah's legs. Jack began licking the third Leah's pussy as Ava grabbed his dress and pulled it up, exposing his shapely ass and slick cunt. She wasted no time sliding herself into Jack's waiting pussy. Why don't you go and join them? Vanessa asked the real Leah. She looked at the group and hesitated, until Vanessa stood and pulled her to her feet. She stood transfixed, watching a copy of herself going down on another copy of herself, who was being fucked by a woman with a cock. It was a very surreal experience, but she couldn't help being extremely turned on. Leah didn't resist as Vanessa began to undress her. Once naked, Vanessa guided her over to the trio and positioned her above the copy of herself that was laid on the floor. Leah didn't need instructions as she crouched down, dropping to her knees and sitting on her duplicate's face. She moaned as she felt a copy of her own tongue begin licking at her folds. Ava was in heaven, she was fucking Jack while watching three copies of A Beautiful Woman pleasuring each other. She slammed into Jack hard as she looked over and saw Vanessa masturbating from the sofa. Gino was sat watching the whole event passively one of his commands was that he could now only get aroused when the given permission by someone else. He'd relished keeping Leah trapped and using her. Now he could only be used when other people wanted to. Jack was the first to reach orgasm. Leah's body was just too sensitive and the feeling of Ava's cock sliding in and out of his cunt felt incredible. He moaned out, trying to continue to pleasure the Leah he'd been licking. She was close to orgasm too, rolling her hips against Jack's face. Jack focused on her clit as his body trembled in pleasure and soon was rewarded by feeling her shudder as she reached orgasm too. The real Leah wasn't quite there, but the third Leah was too wrapped up in her own orgasm to keep licking her. Instead she reached down and began to stroke her clit, masturbating over her duplicate's face. The whole scenario had her extremely turned on, and it didn't take long before she was coming too, her fluids coating the face below her. Watching three versions of Leah all coming was too much for Ava, and she knew she was about to come. She pulled out of Jack who quickly turned around. He ordered the others next to him and all three Leas lined up on their knees, their mouths open and tongues stuck out. Ava barely even had to touch her cock before she was coming, the sight of three identical women in front of her ready to receive her load was enough on its own to push her over the edge. She groaned as her cock swelled and launched its first rope of come into the air. She pumped her cock with her fist, sprang load after over the three Leas. She tried to cover them evenly landing a couple of ropes across each of their faces. Finally spent, the three Leas looked at each other and began to make out. Jack had temporarily forgotten himself and fallen completely back into the role of Leah and her own memories and feelings. He felt a surge of pleasure as he made out with the real Leah before the third joined in and they took turns licking each other's faces clean. Master, please can I come? Vanessa cried out, interrupting their fun. Jack turned to look at her her fingers flying across her clit inside her panties as her hips raised off the sofa, a look of desperation on her face. Come for me! Jack ordered and Vanessa cried out. The whole room turned and watched as she had a powerful orgasm. Her feet dug into the floor, shoving her hips higher into the air as her back arched, and her entire shook and shivered. A huge wet spot suddenly formed on her panties, before small droplets of fluid ran down her ass and dripped onto the sofa below. Vanessa suddenly collapsed into the chair and relaxed, panting hard with a dopey grin on her face. I think I want to go back to normal now, Jack said to Ava. He retrieved the collar and gave it to her. She bound it to herself and handed it back. Jack shut it around his neck and Ava gave him the command to return his mind and body back to normal. He suddenly forgot all of Leah's memories and feelings and looked down, pleased to see his body back to his male self. Welcome back, take the collar off. Ava smiled and Jack removed the collar. Thanks, I'm glad to be back. I was starting to miss being me. I dunno, I kinda like you as rich Italian wife. Ava teased. Speaking of which, Leah, what do you want to do? You're free now, Jack told her. She looked at him and contemplated for a moment. I don't have anywhere else to do, maybe I could come with you until I figure it out. She replied. Jack accepted she was still under his control and had received the same commands as everyone else under his control, so he didn't have to worry about her betraying him or anything, but he hadn't ordered her to have feelings for him or want to stay with him. He'd considered it, since she was incredibly hot, but something just felt wrong freeing her from the control of one man who manipulated her feelings to doing it himself. Although he had already manipulated her feelings— He justified it by telling himself he hadn't done it for his own gain as Gino had He sent Gino and his bodyguard George, turned wife Leah, back to their house and ordered Vanessa to organize them a flight home. She announced she would be unable to join them for the time being, but sent Jack, Ava and Leah on their way. The flight home was uneventful, and they arrived back shortly after midnight. Jack ordered Samantha to show Leah to a bedroom, and he and Ava went to sleep
0: in his own room. He sank into the mattress, Glad to be back in his own body in his own bed. Chapter 20 Jack woke the next morning after having a strange and incredibly arousing dream. He
1: couldn't remember what had happened in the dream, but it had left him with an idea of something he wanted to try with the collar. It was only something simple that he knew the collar would be able to do, but his achingly hard cock really wanted him to do it. Ava stirred beside him as he climbed out of bed. He went to Ava's room and collected a few items before stopping by Abby's room. He used the collar on her and returned her to being completely female before ordering her to come to his room in a couple of minutes. Jack took the collar back and returned to his room. He placed restraints on Ava's wrists and ankles. She didn't resist and smiled at him excitedly. He removed her clothes and secured her ankles to the bed before handed her the collar, telling her to put it on. She placed it around her neck and closed it as Jack then secured her wrists to the bed. First of all, return your body back to being completely female. Jack ordered. He watched as her cock vanished and turned back into her tight pink pussy. Just as it happened, Abby entered the room. Oh, what are we doing? She asked as she saw Ava restrained on the bed. Ava, from now on until I say otherwise or the collar comes off, you'll feel everything Abby feels. Jack ordered. As the words left his mouth, he reached around and slapped Abby's ass, watching Ava flinch as his hand made contact. Oh shit! Ava groaned, now knowing what was happening as she felt his hand slap her ass. So, she can feel this? Abby asked, reaching up and squeezing her breasts firmly. She watched Ava thrust her chest forward into the invisible pair of hands that were groping her. Yes, I can! Ava groaned. Jack smiled, happy it had worked, as he placed a ball gag in her mouth. She groaned and tugged on her restraints. Abby, come and suck my cock! Jack ordered and Abby dropped to her knees by the bed and shuffled between Jack's legs. She took his cock in her mouth and lapped at the tip with her tongue. Ava's brow crinkled, it was very odd. She could feel Jack's cock against her lips, feel her tongue moving against it, but her tongue wasn't moving in her mouth. Jack groaned as Abby worked his cock. She used one hand to stroke the shaft before releasing it from her mouth and licking from base to tip. She engulfed the head again and swirled her tongue in circles until Jack couldn't resist any more dot he pushed her back and she stood up, removing her clothes. Jack stood up and kissed her, which she happily returned as she pressed her naked body against his. Ava could feel his tongue in her mouth and his cock pressing against her stomach. She wanted him inside her so badly, but couldn't do anything except pull on her restraints. Jack lowered Abby to the floor, breaking the kiss as she lay down and instead kissing down her neck and along her collar. He kissed across her chest as his hands sunk down between her legs, feeling her wet slit. He heard Ava moan behind him as his fingers found Abby's clit. She gasped and grabbed her breasts, squeezing them as Jack's fingers sunk into her slick pussy. She bit her lip and looked him in the eyes as he began pumping his fingers in and out. It was only now Ava realized something else was different. Either Abby was far more sensitive than Ava was or Jack had done something to Abby. Ava moaned as she felt his fingers inside him and intense pleasure flowed through her. Abby was on the verge of coming already. When Jack had stopped by her room and used the collar to remove her cock, he'd also made her whole body five times more sensitive to pleasure than it was before. Each little movement of his fingers against her soft tunnel sent fireworks through her body. Abby was rolling her hips against his hand, panting and moaning as she swiftly climbed the peak to orgasm. Ava was writhing on the bed, also rolling her hips against the invisible hand. She moaned around her gag as Abby reached her peak and exploded into orgasm. Jack continued to piston his fingers into her, watching as she shuddered and gripped at the carpet. Ava, on the other hand, had her hands balled into fists, tugging on her restraints and moaning through her gag as she writhed on the bed. Her hips bucked up and down as pleasure flowed through her. As her orgasm faded, she looked at Jack intensely, breathing hard through her nose sounding slightly like a steam train as Jack smiled at her dot he moved between Abby's legs his hard cock begging for release as she smiled up at him. He pressed his cock against her entrance and thrust his hips, sinking into her. Both women cried out in unison, instantly orgasming as his hard rod speared into Abby. Oh, she-yight! Abby groaned. It wasn't a powerful orgasm, but the fact she had come just from him entering her had surprised her. It seemed Ava agreed from the noise she was making on the bed. Jack began to thrust into Abby, causing her to moan almost instantly and repeatedly with each thrust. He looked up at Ava who was moaning through the gag. He could see her chest rising and falling rapidly, her hips rolling up and down on their own and her pussy was completely soaked. It was red and engorged, showing signs of use despite nothing touching it. Her nipples were hard and erect, standing proud on her breasts and desperate for attention. Jack leaned down and took Abby's nipple into his mouth, flicking his tongue across it as he sucked on it. Both women moaned and thrust their chests out. Jack clamped the nipple in his teeth and bit down gently. Abby dug her nails into his back, her legs wrapping around him as she had another orgasm. Jack looked up to see Ava also coming again. He could see her pussy twitching, trying to clamp down on the non-existent cock it could feel as she rolled from side to side as much as her restraints would allow. Ava opened her eyes to see Jack looking at her, she locked eyes with him as he thrust into Abby. She desperately wanted him on top of her, to actually have his body pressing against her, his cock buried deep inside her, his lips close enough for her to kiss. Instead, she had to just feel those things from Abby. Ava could feel her hands on Jack's back, her nails digging into his skin, her thighs pressing on the outside of his hips, her ankles resting on his ass. It was delicious, pleasurable, torture-feeling all of those things, but knowing he wasn't really there. Ava made a mental note to find a way to repay Jack somehow as her body was rocked by another orgasm. This one was the most powerful spurred on by Jack's increasingly frantic thrusting. She bit down on the gag so hard it made her jaw ache as her entire body tensed, tugging on the restraints as her muscles locked up. Abby was having a similar reaction, the increased sensitivity was becoming too much for her as Jack thrust into her. She knew he was close, but could do nothing to aid him as she started losing control of her muscles. They twitched and spasmed of their own accord, leaving her completely at the mercy of Jack's pounding. Finally, he groaned and thrust deep into her slamming his hips down and burying his cock as deep inside her as he could as it began to pump its load into her tight tunnel. Abby moaned, even the sensation of his hot fluids hitting her insides was five times as intense. She always enjoyed the feeling, but now it was downright orgasmic. She cried out, Ava matching her as they both shuddered and trembled in pleasure. Jack finished filling her insides and slid his cock out of her, which also felt incredible for them both, before standing up and looking over at Ava. She was laid with her head flopped back, breathing hard and her body covered in a layer of sweat. A large wet patch had formed on the bed between her legs, and her wrists and ankles were red from rubbing against the restraints. She looked at him, and he moved to undo her restraints when her eyes suddenly went wide. She moaned and her head snapped sideways to look at Abby. Jack looked over to see Abby with her hand between her legs, stroking her clit. He had no idea how she was still horny. She was looking at Ava a sly smile on her face as she worked her clit. Abby bit her lip as intense pleasure flowed through her already extremely sensitive cunt. Abby seemed to be getting off on Ava feeling what she felt, which just increased the pleasure, which Ava then felt too. It was a vicious cycle point one which Jack decided to make worse as he moved onto to the bed between Ava's legs. He laid down between them and began licking at Ava's incredibly wet slit. She cried out, the combined sensations from Abby and her own body becoming too much and instantly pushing her to orgasm. She tugged hard on her restraints, desperate to get out of them as she bucked her hips from side to side, trying to get Jack's mouth away from her. Jack grabbed her ass and held tightly, keeping his mouth pressed against her cunt as he worked against her slit. Ava instantly went into another orgasm, more powerful than any she'd had so far as Abby reached her own. The two women cried out, but with the added pleasure from Jack licking her clit, Ava's was even more powerful than Abby's Her mind went blank and she unthinkingly started slapping the headboard Instantly Abby and Jack both stopped Knowing that was the safe signal and Ava wanted them to stop Ava collapsed onto the bed Barely able to breath hard enough through her nose to satisfy her aching lungs Jack removed the gag and she took a deep breath Her body frozen as it recovered from its ordeal After a few moments, Ava realized Jack was speaking Are you alright? He asked It took another couple of seconds for Ava to be able to comprehend what he was saying, but once she did, she smiled at him. I'm fine. It was just a bit intense. I felt like I was going to pass out. My blood pressure was through the roof. I could feel it in my ears. Ava explained. You did go a little red for a moment there. Jack replied. Maybe we pushed it too far. Abby cut in, sounding very apologetic. No, no, you stopped exactly when I wanted you to. It was perfect. That's what makes bondage so hot, knowing you've completely given up control, but being able to trust the people you're with to stop when you reach your limit. Ava smiled. Abby smiled back and Jack began undoing the restraints. Ava stretched and rubbed her hands and wrists as she got free. Jack double-checked she was alright and she promised that she was. Just as they were talking, there was a loud slapping noise and Ava yelped and jumped to her feet. Jack and Ava both looked toward the sound to see Abby with her hand on her ass clearly having just spanked herself. Ha, this is fun, Abby grinned. Too bad the fun is over. Jack smiled, reaching over to Ava and removing the collar. Abby reached up and pinched her nipples just before he managed to remove it, causing Ava to gasp loudly as Jack unsnapped the latch. Suddenly Ava could no longer feel the ghost fingers pinching her nipples. That was intense. Ava giggled, rubbing her neck as soon as Jack freed her. Maybe we could try it the other way later, like when I was a copy of you by the pool, Abby asked hopefully. You really want to? Jack asked, surprised. Abby nodded at him, and he just shrugged and agreed she could try it later. For now, though, he had other things he needed to do, and he went downstairs to the kitchen. Leah was there, eating a yogurt, and she smiled at him as he approached. So how are you doing? He asked. I'm good. I owe you. I never realized what kind of person Gino really was. I guess I had my suspicions that he was into some bad things, but I never really pressed. I was in love with him and happy to ignore his flaws. It's only now that you've removed those feelings from me that I can see just what kind of person he really is. So, you're not mad I changed your feelings? Not at all. I'm actually more fascinated by all of this. The fact you have a collar that can do such amazing things, it's incredible. I'm still learning everything it can do. Would you mind if I stayed? I want to see more crazy things. Maybe even experience them myself. If that's what you want, that's fine with me. I'm never going to complain about having a beautiful Italian woman around. Jack chuckled. I have to admit, seeing you as a copy of me was kind of hot. Really? Yes. Leah admitted, blushing slightly. I'll keep that in mind. Jack replied, winking at her. She blushed more and turned back to her yogurt. Jack wanted to flirt more, but they were interrupted as Moon entered. Oh wow! Leah muttered under her breath. She couldn't take her eyes off Moon. I'm so glad you're back, Moon said, moving behind Jack and hugging him from behind, her large breasts resting heaving on his shoulders as his head sunk into her cleavage. I'm glad to be back, Jack replied. It was true, ever since he had got home, he'd felt an unending stream of affection for the women around him. He'd missed them and he realized he truly loved them. He reached up and held Moon's arm, leaning his head to kiss one of them gently. She hadn't been with him long, but she was as important to Jack as Ava or Abby. So you're Leah? Moon asked. That's me. I take it you're the one called Moon that Ava told me about? I am. It's lovely to meet you. Likewise. Are you staying with us for a while? I think I will be, yes. Oh, excellent. This will be a lot of fun. Moon replied, the flirtation in her voice leaving no doubt as to what kind of fun she was talking about. Leah blushed and ate another spoonful of yogurt as Moon giggled. Want to join me for a swim? Jack asked Moon. She looked at him, her expression blank for a moment before she finally replied. No, not at the moment, thanks. She said, turning and walking from the room. Jack watched her go, her behavior odd. Is she another woman you rescued from an unloving husband? Leah asked. Not quite. She was actually a business partner of John and Vanessa. Ava transformed him into Moon. She no longer remembers that life or who she was, only that she is Moon. Jack explained. The collar has that power? Yeah, I mean it let me become a copy of you and have all of your memories. Jack reminded her. All of my memories? Leah asked, suddenly looking sheepish. Yes. Even my wedding night? You mean when you and your sister had a threesome with Gino? Jack asked. He didn't think she could blush more than she already was, but she started to resemble a tomato as blood rushed to her cheeks. Shit, no one was supposed to know about that. Don't worry, your secret's safe with me. Thanks, it's just, you're embarrassed that you found it so hot and wanted to do it again. Shut up! Leah gasped, placing her head in her hands. Jack just laughed and stood up, leaving her to her embarrassment. He went to the pool and found it was empty. Throwing his t-shirt to the side, he dived in and began swimming, enjoying the peace and quiet of being alone for once. Reflecting on the last few days, Jack again had a moment of disbelief where he struggled to believe recent events had actually taken place in his life. Not only did he have a growing harem of women around him, he had taken control of a giant business, or criminal depending on your point of view, conglomerate. He heard his phone go off and swam to the side. It was a text message from Vanessa.it was a long message, multiple paragraphs, detailing all the people she believed Jack would need to take control of in order to shut down their businesses without anyone being able to undo or threaten his work. In total it was 15 names. The rest of their group, plus a few key partners, as well as key details about each person, Jack put his phone down. He didn't need to read through it all right now. For now, he had control of Gino and Vanessa, that was a good start, and enough to protect Jack's current success with John and Frank. Although it wasn't enough to be able to shut down all the criminal enterprises the group were involved in. Another problem for another day, Jack thought to himself as he returned to swimming. He spent another half an hour swimming until his arms were sore, and he hauled himself from the pool. He grabbed a towel and dried himself off, stripping off his wet shorts and wrapping the towel around his waist thought he walked through the house. It was unusually quiet, and he wondered where everyone was. Leah had left the kitchen, so Jack went upstairs to find the others. Abby and her mother were nowhere to be seen, but Jack heard a shower running in one of the bathrooms. He tried the door handle and found it unlocked. Sticking his head inside, he saw Moon in the shower and was surprised as he looked between her legs. Her usually large cock was trapped inside a tight chastity cage, keeping it squashed down to even smaller than its usual flaccid size. Her balls hung heavily between her legs, hanging almost down to her knees. Each one was the size of a basketball. Jack was amazed she had managed to keep them hidden, although it did explain the long, flowing skirt she had taken to wearing the last couple of days and the slower, more careful steps she seemed to be taking. Moon turned and saw Jack looking at her. Oh, thank God! she sighed, breaking into a huge grin. What is happening with you? Jack asked. Stepping into the bathroom and gesturing at her giant testicles Ava did it Before you left for your trip She ordered me to put on this cage And edge myself three times a day with a vibrator She then ordered that I couldn't tell you about it And had to try and keep it hidden from you Until you discovered it yourself Moon explained So, you've been locked up and super horny Edging yourself and not being able to tell me about it Since before we left for the trip? Yes Ava is evil I know Look at how big and heavy they are. They're so full. Moon groaned, reaching down and hefting her heavy, swollen balls. Does it hurt? No, it actually feels kind of nice, but also super frustrating at the same time. Now that you know, can you please help me? I need relief. Moon asked, her voice filled with desperation. Yeah, but I have an idea. Moon watched as Jack left. She stayed in the shower, waiting for a few minutes wondering what he was doing. She momentarily worried he was going to leave her like this for even longer. As much fun as edging herself had been, the command to keep it secret from Jack and knowing she'd get no relief until he knew had actually helped her control herself. But now that he knew, she felt a whole new surge of desperation to come welling up inside her. She rubbed at her cage, but felt nothing through its thick metal walls. She almost gave up waiting, the idea of going to her room and getting herself off with her vibrator crossing her mind, when the door reopened. Jack walked in, with Ava following behind him. Moon wondered if they were going to tease her even more, but then she noticed the collar around Ava's neck. Worthlessly, Ava removed her clothes and stepped into the shower in front of Moon. Ava kneeled down between her legs, reaching up and using a key to unlock the cage. Moon groaned in delight as the cage slid from her cock. Ava stroked it gently, the hot water running along its length. As she coaxed it to hardness. It didn't take much until Moon was fully erect and Ava grasped her cock. Moon bit her lip, she could already feel her orgasm approaching, she was on a hair trigger. Jack sensed this and ordered Ava not to come until he said so, and she groaned in frustration. The groan soon turned into a moan as Ava took her cock into her mouth and swallowed its whole length in one go, deep throating Moon's monster meat until Ava's nose pressed against Moon's stomach. Jack dropped his towel and stepped into the shower behind Moon. Ava stayed there, kneeling obediently with Moon's cock lodged down her throat, not moving and only waiting, following the orders Jack had given her as they made their way upstairs. Jack pushed Moon's back, bending her over as she placed her hands on the shower wall. Gripping her large, firm-ass cheeks, Jack parted them and pressed his cock against Moon's tight hole. With a small amount of force, his cock slipped into her ass, and she moaned loudly. She was still on a hair trigger, but with Jack's command not to come— Moon was permanently on the edge of orgasm. Her cock swelled and twitched inside Ava's throat as Jack began to thrust into her. Moon could only moan and lean heavily on the wall, wave after wave of pleasure washing through her as Jack pounded her ass, her balls swinging heavily below her. Jack looked down at Ava, who looked up at him, her mouth stretched open by Moon's thick cock. She didn't seem in distress, which meant one of his commands had worked. He'd ordered her to no longer need to breath something that should have been impossible and yet the magic of the collar was allowing it to happen. Jack was glad. Not only was it part of Ava's punishment, but it also meant his connection to the collar had grown even stronger. He put that thought aside for now though as he felt his orgasm approaching. The feeling of Moon's tight as around his cock, added with the sound of her moans and the sight of Ava with a thick cock stretching her throat, was too much for Jack. He groaned and slammed deep into Moon, emptying his load inside her. She shuddered and moaned loudly as she felt his load filling her insides. At that exact moment, Jack told her to come Ava's body instantly responded, her mind almost blanking out as pleasure ran through every nerve ending. Her cock swelled and her scrotum tightened dramatically around her swollen balls, desperate to pump out their load as it flew down the length of her cock. Ava didn't move, staying where she had been ordered, acting as a cum dump for Moon's giant load. It flowed down her cock, into Ava's stomach quickly filling it. Ava groaned as she felt her stomach begin to swell, ballooning outward with the sheer volume of Moon's orgasm. This was where the next command kicked in, reshaping her body, allowing it to stretch and swell to accommodate the large volume of cum flowing into it. Her stomach swelled and swelled. Moon constantly moaning and shaking. She'd never felt an orgasm like this. Each drop of cum that flowed down her cock sent new waves of pleasure to her brain. Jack stood back, watching Moon's balls as they began to shrink down. While Ava swelled up, more and more flowed into Ava and she stayed perfectly still, not struggling or trying to escape the torrent of cum filling her up. It took a while before Moon's orgasm finally subsided, her balls now back to normal size between her legs. She stepped back on shaking legs, sliding her cock from Ava's throat. She held out a hand to Ava, using her unusual strength to haul her to her feet. Ava stood there looking extremely pregnant. If anyone saw her, they'd think she was past her due date with triplets at least. She took a careful step out of the shower, her stomach taut and firm. How do you feel? Jack asked Moon. Amazing. She smiled, leaning against the wall with a sleepy and satisfied smile on her face. I feel like a water balloon, Ava commented, her arms wrapped around her stomach. Her hands couldn't reach each other across its giant girth. You reap what you sow, Jack laughed. I thought it'd be fun, Ava complained. I certainly had fun. Moon chimed in. Maybe we can do it again next time I go away. Jack suggested. Moon actually agreed she'd be up for doing it again. Despite her complaints, it had been the best orgasm she'd ever had. Ava just made them promise that she wouldn't have to swallow it all again. But Jack made no promises. Ava rolled her eye and waddled from the room. She needed to lay down until the collar came off as that was when Jack had ordered her to return her body back to normal. Thank you. Moon smiled leaning down and kissing Jack passionately. Jack made a mental note to spend more time with Moon when he could, he felt he'd been neglecting her in favor of Abby and Ava since she had arrived. He returned to his room and lay down on his bed, pulling out his phone and reading through the message from Vanessa properly. Out of all the people that she had listed, she suggested rather than going for anyone from the main group, he should instead target one of their accountants. According to Vanessa, the guy was a wizard with moving money in untraceable ways. She suggested if they targeted him, they would be able to get hold of many of the others' financial secrets, as well as have a way to move money into Jack's personal accounts that no one would trace or question. Jack did like that idea. Having the money in his own accounts would be reassuring and knowing where the money of the others was going, and what projects they might be funding would be useful too. Vanessa had mentioned she was unsure if Jack would be able to use the collar on everyone they needed and that blackmail may be required instead. He wasn't a fan of that idea. It was too uncertain. There was a knock at the door, and he called that it was open. Abby walked in with a frown on her face. What's up? Jack asked. i just dropped my mother at the airport. Her work called and apparently something big came up she had to get back for. I never thought I'd see the day you would be sad that your mother had to go home and leave you. I know, right? I was really enjoying having her as my pet. Maybe we can find you another one somewhere. Jack suggested. Abby climbed onto the bed and snuggled up to him. Yes, please, she replied, nuzzling into his neck and promptly falling asleep. Jack put his phone down and cuddled her, soon falling asleep himself. Jack had only intended to have a nap, but woke in the early hours of the next morning. Abby was still fast asleep next to him, and he gently crawled out of bed and left her to sleep. Making his way downstairs, the house was quiet, not even Min or Samantha was up yet. He padded through the large foyer to the kitchen and made himself a pot of coffee. The first traces of sunlight were just coming over the horizon and he went outside to enjoy the sunrise by the pool. The sun had just crept over the horizon when Moon walked outside. She yawned and fell heavily into the sun lounger next to Jack, still half asleep. She was her bikini and Jack couldn't help staring at her large breasts that threatened to spill out of the small pieces of material that covered her nipples. Morning! Jack said after a minute of Moon not saying anything. She jumped and looked over. I didn't even see you there, she said sleepily. And here's me thinking you'd come to join me on purpose. Jack laughed. I've found that I really enjoy swimming first thing in the morning. It helps wakes me up. Ah, well then let's swim together, Jack suggested. Moon smiled at him and nodded. It would be nice to have the company. The pair stood up and Jack shrugged off his robe and shorts. He hadn't worn his swim shorts, but figured Moon wouldn't complain about him being naked. She watched him undress and smiled, following suit as she undid the strings of her bikini. Both naked, they got into the pool. The water was warm, John was rich enough to keep it heated even at night, but it was cool enough to be refreshing as Jack plunged under the surface. Wiping the water from his face, he saw Moon already swimming lengths. He watched her powerful arms cutting through the water, dragging her quickly forward. Her large, round ass broke the surface occasionally, glistening as water poured off its skin before it vanished again. Jack felt his cock stirring and stopped staring. He lifted his legs and kicked off the wall behind him, propelling himself forward as he started swimming too. Moon seemed to be far fitter than Jack and powered through length after length of the pool. Jack had to take a break and swam to the shallower end of the pool where he could stand while keeping most of his body underwater where it was warmer. The morning air was warming up but still too cold for soaking wet skin to be exposed. He watched as Moon reached the far end of the pool and dived underwater. She kicked off the wall and swam the length completely submerged. Jack could see her blurred outline moving under the water as she swam right towards him. Just as he thought she was going to collide with him, she moved up, bursting through the surface in a spray of water. Jack's vision was filled by her large breasts, bouncing on her chest as water cascaded across their surface. She stood in front of him his face level with her chest as she smiled down at him. That's much better. This has been a morning of great views. Jack joked. I'm glad you like it, Moon replied, pulling Jack into her and leaning down to kiss him. Jack kissed her back, her huge breasts pressing against his chest. That wasn't all he felt pressing against him as her huge, erect cock pushed into his stomach as she pulled him closer. She moaned into his mouth as the head of her cock rubbed against his stomach. Jack had an idea and pulled on Moon's body, guiding her towards the ladder. She followed, still kissing him as they waded through the water. He pushed her against the ladder, and her wide hips barely fit between the bars on each side as she sat on the top rum. She looked down at Jack, towering over him as he stood between her spread legs and took hold of her cock. She moaned as he began to stroke her shaft. His hands splashed against the water's surface, the bottom third of her cock still underwater, as he worked her with both hands. He leaned forward and Moon threw her head back, moaning loudly, as his tongue licked the sensitive, swollen head of her long, thick cock. Oh! Moon groaned. She had never had Jack's attention like this. Knowing her master was pleasuring her, stroking and licking her cock, was driving her wild. She'd had her cock played with plenty of times, but knowing it was him doing it made the pleasure much more intense. She didn't know how long she would last under his ministrations— but she was determined to enjoy it for as long as possible. Jack found himself getting even more turned on by Moon's moans. Before the collar, he'd considered himself a fairly average straight guy, but since he had found the collar, his boundaries had been pushed further and further. Not to mention the side effects of the collar seemed to be changing his preferences too. He definitely felt some of Leah's desires still lingering even though he was no longer her. Not that he was complaining, he was actually glad it was happening— he had been opened up to entirely new realms and possibilities of pleasure that he stretched his mouth wide and almost managed to get the whole head of Moon's cock into his mouth, but his jaw wouldn't quite stretch wide enough. Instead, he focused on working what he could fit into his mouth with his lips, while his tongue lapped at any sensitive flesh it could reach. Moon moaned loudly and shuddered under his touch. I'm gonna come! She groaned. Jack didn't slow down or change tactics, he simply kept doing what he was doing. Moon grabbed his hair and groaned as her cock swelled and fired its load into Jack's mouth. He swallowed as fast as he could, but there was too much for his inexperience to keep up with, and it soon began trickling down her shaft and into the water below. He continued to stroke her slowly under her cock stopped pulsing. That was amazing. Moon sighed as Jack looked up at her. She leaned down and kissed him again, pausing briefly to lick a trail of her fluid off his chin before resuming kissing him. She reached down and grabbed his ass with both hands, hauling him from the water and onto her lap. He sat where she placed him, still kissing her, as she began to stroke his cock. It was Jack's turn to groan now as Moon stroked him. He was incredibly turned on and worked up after making Moon come. Her strong hand gripped his cock tightly, focusing on massaging the sensitive head. Her tongue invaded his mouth, trying to reach down his throat. M-M-M-M-M-M-F-F-F! was the only warning Jack could give as his cock twitched in her hand, spraying its load over her hand and wrist while the rest went into the water. She continued to stroke him, slowing gradually as his orgasm rolled through him until he was completely spent. We're going to need to clean the pool if we keep doing this, Jack said as Moon finally broke the kiss. Isn't that one of the perks of being rich? You can pay someone else to do it for you. Moon laughed. True. Maybe we'll see if we can tease you enough that you can fill the pool one day. Jack joked. To his surprise, Moon bit her lip, seemingly excited by the thought. You two are up early. Can I make you breakfast? Min asked, cutting into the conversation. That sounds great, Jack replied, climbing off Moon and dropping back into the water. He swam to the other end and climbed out, grabbing his robe and wrapping it around himself to dry off. Moon followed and he couldn't help watching her as she launched herself out of the water, and it cascaded down her naked body. She picked up her bikini, but didn't put it on, instead walking inside. Jack watched her ass, shining in the sunlight as she walked inside, dripping water onto the floor. He quickly followed, finding Min had set out breakfast in the dining room. He and Moon ate, talking about their plans for the day. She had none, but Ava had mentioned potentially going shopping. Jack hadn't really thought about what he wanted to do for the day and decided he might tag along shopping with them. They piled into an SUV in the garage and set out with Ava driving. Their first stop was the local mall where the women wanted to clothes shop. They mostly looked at things for Ava, as finding things that fit Moon proved to be tricky. She was too tall and too busted for most items in the stores they visited. Jack left the women after a while, getting bored of listening to them talk about what clothes would work for various occasions. He found himself wandering into a tailor's shop. There were rows of suits and shirts hanging up, The store was clearly quite old and manned by a man who Jack guessed was in his late 60s. What can I do for you today, sir? The man asked, in a strong British accent. I don't really know. I've never owned a proper suit before. Jack admitted. The man eyed him for a moment, wondering if he should waste time on Jack. Mostly he was wondering if Jack would pay well or not. I can certainly help you with that. What kind of budget do you have? He asked. I'm not sure, honestly. How much would a nice suit usually cost? Jack asked. He figured if he was going to be dealing with a lot of business people, he probably needed an expensive suit to look the part. "Well, my most expensive ones usually go for between 5 and 10,000 dollars," the man began, expecting Jack to flinch at the number. "And what do I get for that kind of price? What makes them so much better than say, a $300 suit?" "Ah, uh, well, it's all down to quality of materials and workmanship, as you would expect." For example, a good suit would use a blend of wool to create a breathable fabric, instead of synthetics that don't breathe as well. The wool blend is also more comfortable on the skin. The interlining too is made of better materials and is hand-sewn instead of glued, again making the suit more breathable. Then there's the other more minor details, such as the stitching, the lapels and cuffs. All things that can be tailored to your specifications, the man explained. So generally, with a suit, the more expensive the better? Well, if you want to simplify it as such, then yes, that would generally be an accurate statement to make. Then let's do it. I want a suit that shows I am successful, but is comfortable enough to wear for long periods, Jack told him. Certainly, but I will have to ask again what kind of budget I am working with. The man pressed, still unsure about Jack's finances. Well, you said a nice suit can run up to 10,000, right? Then let's say that, Jack answered. The man raised an eyebrow. Certainly. Although for something that expensive, I would require a partial payment up front to cover the costs of materials, I'm sure you understand. Jack smiled internally. It was clear the tailor didn't trust Jack to have that kind of money. Not surprising when he looked at himself. He was wearing his favorite pair of jeans that were slightly worn. He'd thrown on a random t-shirt from his drawers that hadn't been ironed properly and covered it up with a hoodie. He didn't exactly screen wealth although these days people's attire no longer gave away their wealth and status. The man led him over to the till and asked how two and a half thousand to cover the costs. Jack decided to one-up him and offered five thousand. To the man's credit, he only let his eyebrows raise in surprise for a moment before collecting himself again. It was only once the payment went through, he really believed Jack had the money and his entire attitude changed. Excellent, sir. My name is George. Thank you for choosing my store. Now I will require taking your measurements. I'll be as quick as I can, I'm sure you have places to be. No problem, George, I'm in no rush, take all the time you need. Ah, thank you, sir. In that case could I interest you in a cup of tea or a glass of champagne? He offered, scooping up his tape measure and leading Jack over to small stand in front of some mirrors. he spent the next fifteen minutes measuring Jack and asking about various details of the suit. Jack was overwhelmed by all of the options. Material type, patterns, stitching, pockets, tails, George offered him every customization he could think of. Not knowing much about suits, he allowed George to use his best judgment. He left the store with George promising to have his suit ready within two days, which Jack was impressed by. Although he was paying $10,000 for it, that kind of money got things done fast, it seemed. That he next walked over to the electronics store at the other end of the mall. It was filled with everything from computing supplies to washing machines. Despite that, it had an extremely detailed section of computing hardware. They even sold things like additional case screws. It was one of the few computer stores left where you could buy everything you needed to custom build a computer. Most only sold pre-builds or allowed you to order in custom builds, but didn't sell the hardware individually. Jack was glad. He'd built a few computers in the past. Usually cobbled together from old parts he'd scavenged online or from friends. He'd never had a brand new computer before and decided he was going to go all out now he could afford it 0 dollars later, he had everything he wanted, except a graphics card. The sales assistant had been more than happy to help him pick out parts and add to the growing list. Jack presumed they were paid on commission and he'd just given the sales assistant their biggest sale in a long time. They were at the till ringing everything up while the assistant also looked into ordering the graphics card Jack wanted into the store, saying it would be available tomorrow. Jack asked if they could instead deliver it to his house as soon as it arrived, but the assistant said they didn't offer home delivery on items they ordered in, only on pre-built systems. What if I gave you $500 in cash to deliver it? Jack asked. The assistant's eyes went wide and she thought for a moment. Well, orders usually come in overnight so they're ready for the morning. I suppose I could come in early and deliver it before my shift tomorrow. Would that work? She asked, hopefully. That'd be great. Here's my address. Jack replied. The woman looked at the address and back at Jack. She knew that road and knew how big the houses on it were. She promised the card would be there first thing in the morning. Jack took the rest of his purchases on a trolley back to the car. He loaded it up and returned the trolley before texting Ava and asking where she was. She replied after a few seconds and Jack laughed as he read where they were. Of course, they were in the sex shop, he should have guessed. He found the shop a few minutes later and instantly saw Moon. She towered over the shelves and stands. He made his way over and found Ava was nowhere to be seen. Where's Ava? Talking with the owner. Apparently, they know each other and Ava is getting a custom order or something. Moon explained. Jack wondered what she was ordered, but was distracted when he saw Moon picking up a box. It was large, and he moved to see what it was. What do you think? Moon asked. Holding the box out.it was a fuck machine. A dildo on a pole attached to a wheel, causing the dildo to automatically thrust back and forth at whatever speed you wanted. Jack could tell Moon was quite excited by the idea and he told her to buy it. Oh, that'll go perfectly with Moon's new outfit. Ava smiled, looking at the fuck machine as she appeared from the back with another woman. She was short and pale, almost as pale as Moon. She was pretty, with dark makeup and long black hair and a ponytail. THS sides of her head were shaved large breasts and white hips gave her an extreme hourglass figure as a tight corset crushed in her waist this is kitsch nice to meet you kitsch smiled as she began ringing up the fuck machine ava already had a large bag filled with items kitsch is the queen of latex she can make anything from it and her outfits are so sexy getting something custom made jack asked actually something for moon for me? Yeah, Ava designed something for you, but I'll need to take some measurements. Kitch said, looking up at Moon, which was quite the stretch considering Kitsch was incredibly short herself. You're going to need a ladder. Ava teased. Kitch shot her a look before gesturing for Moon to follow her. They disappeared into the back and Ava turned to Jack. I promise you'll love this. I expect I will. I just had my measurements taken, but for an entirely different type of suit. Oh, fancy! I bet you'll look great in it. For ten grand, I hope so. They stood at the counter and waited a few minutes for Moon to return. She appeared a few minutes later, with Kitsch behind her looking rather flushed. She told Ava it'd be ready in about a week and Ava thanked her before turning to Jack. Do you have the collar? Yeah, why? I want to use it on Kitsch. Oh, I guess here. Jack handed Ava the collar who turned around and went back to Kitsch. He saw them talking for a moment with Ava gesturing wildly before handing Kitch the collar. Jack watched as she put it on and instantly turned to face him. Ava groaned and gestured for Jack to come over. I forgot to bind it to me again. Ava whined. Can I do anything for you, Master? Kitch asked Jack. He ran through the default instructions before telling her to follow Ava's commands as if they were his own. Thanks. Ava grinned. So, this is interesting. I have to do anything you say. Kitch asked, returning to her old self due to one of Jack's commands. Yep. You can't resist anything we tell you to do. Ava confirmed. Fuck, that's so hot. Kitch groaned. You'll find this even hotter. Grow a dick. Ava ordered. Kitch's eyes instantly went wide as a cock sprouted between her legs. She quickly reached down, undoing her pants and dropping them to expose her cock. Oh my god, I have a dick! She cried out. Jack walked to the front of the store, shutting the door and locking it. Now go into the back and put on your sexiest sub-outfit. Ava ordered. Kitch nodded and scrambled off to the back, waddling slightly as her pants were still around her knees. Jack watched her small, but pert, asked as she walked away. This will be
0: fun. I've wanted to fuck Kitch since I met her. Ava smiled. Chapter 21 Ava groaned in desire
1: as she saw Kitsch return from the back. She was wearing a latex leotard, with individual holes cut out for her breasts. They seemed a bit too small as her large breasts were constricted tightly at the base. A clamp was firmly attached to each nipple and connected by a chain. A ring gag held Kitsch's mouth open while thigh-high ballet heel boots made her walk carefully. The leotard was clearly not designed with a cock in mind as it sat crushed under the material, the outline of her erection clear as it was pressed against her stomach. Kitch turned, showing the latex almost disappearing between her pert, round-ass cheeks that were spread slightly by the large, flared base of the butt-plug she was wearing. Lay down and don't move, Ava ordered. Kitch did as she was told, and Ava kneeled beside her. Ava reached down and stroked the length of Kitch's cock through the shiny material. Kitch moaned and resisted the urge to thrust against Ava's hand as she followed the command to not move. Ava grasped the side of the leotard at Kitch's crotch tugging firmly and freeing Kitch's cock from its confines. Moon, get naked and ride her! Ava ordered. Moon jumped in surprise she hadn't expected to take part in this, but she quickly removed her clothes. Her cock was already achingly hard as she straddled Kitch and lowered her large round ass onto the shorter woman's cock. Kitch moaned as her cock sunk into Moon's ass, the sensation was amazing and completely alien to her. She couldn't control herself as her cock pulsed and emptied its load inside Moon. Coming already? Tut tut, I didn't give you permission. It's okay, I'll forgive you just this once, but don't you dare let your cock go soft. Ava ordered. Kitsch moaned as her cock grew to new levels of erect inside Moon and Moon began to ride up and down on it. Ava stood up and turned to Jack, kissing him firmly and stroking his cock through his pants. He was already hard and she slowly undressed him as Moon moaned behind them. Kitsch groaned through her ring gag. I've got a picture in my head and I really want to see if it could work. Ava smiled at Jack. What are you thinking? He asked out a few moments later. Moon was on all fours with Kitch standing behind her, fucking her doggy style. Moon was tall enough that Kitch could stay standing, albeit with a wide stance, and still fuck her. Jack was stood, straddling Moon's back, facing toward Kitch who was bent forward. He had her ponytail in her hand and was thrusting into her mouth through her ring gag. Saliva ran freely from her mouth, down her chin and along his cock dripping down onto Moon's back. Fuck, that's so hot. Ava groaned, stroking her clit as she stood to one side watching the scene in front of her. I thought you wanted to fuck her. Jack asked. I do, but she's always so bossy when we talk. It's nice seeing her reduced to my plaything like this for once. You're right, though. I can't wait any longer. Kitch, get rid of your cock. I want your pussy. Kitch stopped thrusting into Moon as her cock vanished and her pussy reformed between her legs. Jack pulled out of her mouth and watched as Ava pulled Kitch into her arms and kissed her. Kitch couldn't resist Ava's invading tongue as her gag held her mouth open. She could only wrestle with it with her own tongue. On your hands and knees. Ava ordered as she broke the kiss. Kitch obeyed and Ava went over to a shelf. She returned a moment later carrying a harness and dildo. She strapped the harness onto herself and slotted the dildo into it. She moved behind Kitch and didn't hesitate for a moment before sinking her strap-on into her soaked pussy. Jack used her mouth. Moon, masturbate and watch. Ava ordered. Jack wasn't under her control, but did as she said. Moon still couldn't resist orders from Ava, nor could she come without permission, but she did as she was told and sat back, stroking her huge cock as she watched the short woman be spit-roasted. So is it as fun as you thought it would be? Jack asked. Better. I feel like I'm going to come just from fucking her with this strap on. Ava grinned. Her throat is amazing. She has talent, not even flinching, let alone gagging, when I shove my cock all the way in. Jack groaned as he shoved deep into Kitch's throat to demonstrate his point. Kitch was in heaven, she'd had a crush on Ava for ages, but had never acted on it as it would have been unprofessional. Now having Ava fucking her... While a guy she didn't even know fucked her throat and they used and talked about her like a piece of meat, she was in heaven. Ava reached forward, cupping Kitch's large breasts in her hands and tugging firmly on the clamps. Kitch moaned around Jack's cock as pain shot through her chest, twisting into pleasure as it shot down to her pussy. Oh, you liked that, did you? I knew you'd be a little pain slut. Ava purred in Kitch's ear as she tugged on her nipple clamps again. Kitsch groaned and tensed at the pain before her body began to shudder as it triggered a powerful orgasm. Watching the trio fucking and seeing Kitsch writhing in pleasure was driving Moon wild. She had reached the brink of orgasm three times already, but was completely unable to tip over the edge and come. Her balls were swelling between her legs and she moaned loudly as she crusted her fourth denied orgasm. She desperately wanted to come, but equally was savoring the denial at the same time. Ava reached down pulling on the base of the plug and pulling it out until the widest part of the plug was stretching Kitch's asshole. Ava then let go, letting the tight latex of the leotard push the plug back into place. She repeated this as she continued to fuck Kitch, causing Kitch to groan louder and louder each time the plug stretched her ass. Jack was just about as his limit and thrust deep into Kitch's throat as his cock pulsed and began pumping its load into her stomach. Her eyes watered as he starved her of oxygen until his orgasm was over. She inhaled sharply as he withdrew his cock from her mouth. Ava didn't give her time to recover as she picked up her pace, thrusting into Kitch hard and fast. Kitch screamed out in pleasure as her strongest orgasm yet crashed over her, causing her whole body to seize and tremble. Ava buried her fake cock to the hilt inside her and leaned forward, whispering in her ear. From now on even after the collar comes off, any time you sell something, you'll get hornier and hornier, but you won't be able to relieve your lust until you've finished your shift. You'll spend your day all pent up and desperate for release and when you finally get it, you'll be thinking of me, fucking you on your hands and knees and you'll only be able to come while moaning my name. Kitsch nodded, her submissive side thrilled at the command she had just been given. Ava leaned forward and removed the gag from her mouth. Finally, this is your new work uniform. From now on, every time you open the shop, you'll feel uncomfortable and itchy if you're wearing anything else except what you are wearing right now. You'll only be able to feel comfortable in normal clothes once the store is shut. Ava told her. Kitch gasped. The idea of serving customers wearing this outfit, parading around in front of them so exposed and on display, just the idea of it sent a wave of shame and arousal through her. She groaned as Ava slid the fake cock from inside her. Thank you, mistress. Kitch sighed, collapsing to the floor completely spent. She was more content than she had been in a long time. Don't think you're done. Ava told her undoing the harness around her waist. Kitch looked at her and watched as Ava straddled at the side of her face, dropping to her knees and pressing her pussy against Kitch's mouth. Kitch got to work instantly, kissing and licking Ava's folds. Ava moaned in delight. This is what she had pictured for so long and now it was happening. It felt so much better than she had hoped. Moon, I think Ava's mouth needs something in it. Go give her your cock. Jack ordered with a smirk. Ava had spent too much time controlling things, he thought it was time she did as she was told. Ava, give Moon the best blowjob you've ever given. Moon got to her feet and went and stood in front of Ava. Ava took Moon's giant cock in her hands and began to stroke it. She leaned forward, taking the head into her mouth. It barely fit and her jaw ached, but she did as she had been commanded and worked the swollen cock head with as much effort as she could. Her tongue lashed at the sensitive crown, causing Moon to moan in delight. Ava purposefully allowed the saliva to flow from her mouth, coating the tip of Moon's cock and giving her a sloppy, wet blowjob. Her hand scooped up some of the saliva that dripped onto Ava's chest, using it as lubricant to stroke Moon's giant member. Moon gasped and moaned, right on the edge of orgasm. But unable to come Ava had almost completely forgotten about Kitch below her, the command to give Moon the best blowjob had taken all her focus. But she soon wavered as Kitsch before vigorously working Ava's clit with her tongue. Ava moaned around Moon's cock, slowly rocking her hips against Kitch's face. Moon groaned again. Another orgasm denied as her balls swelled even larger. Jack was enjoying the sight before him. Despite coming not long ago, he found himself getting hard. He moved between Kitch's legs and she spread them eagerly for him. He grabbed her hips and lifted them into the air as she wrapped her legs around him. His cock found her slick entrance and pushed into her with ease he began thrust into her rapidly pumping into her as she continued to lick Ava. Ava's back arched, and she groaned out suddenly as she reached orgasm. Kitch didn't slow her efforts, despite Jack's best efforts to distract her, and continued pleasuring Ava's clit until Ava couldn't take any more and kneeled up, pulling her cunt away from Kitch. Kitch took a deep breath, finally being able to breath properly, and then moaned out loudly as she focused on the pleasure of Jack's cock inside her. Ava continued to work Moon's cock, still compelled by her order. Jack hadn't given her a time limit so she kept going until he told her to stop. Her jaw ached and her chin and chest was covered in saliva, but she didn't stop. Moon was moaning almost constantly. One denied orgasm rolled straight into the next. It took all of her willpower not to beg Jack or Ava to let her come. Her balls were now the size of small watermelons and she knew walking would be difficult. Fuck me. Kitch groaned out as Jack slammed into her. He'd laid her back down now he had space to lean forward with Ava out of the way. He slammed his hips downwards hard and fast, pounding Kitch into the floor. She seemed to be enjoying the rough, hard fuck so Jack used as much force as he could, although he was unsure how long he could maintain it before tiring. Kitch reached up and grabbed his head, kissing him forcefully as she moaned into his mouth, her body shaking in orgasm. Her legs tightened around him, reducing the length of his thrusts, but it didn't slow him down. Jack kept going, pushing her from one orgasm to another in rapid succession as his own orgasm began to build. She broke the kiss, holding his face and staring into his eyes as her mouth opened, but no sound came out as she had her third orgasm in silence. Just as it reached its peak, her head rolled back and she groaned in pure pleasure, a long, drawn-out noise as her hands slammed into the floor, desperately trying to grip onto something. Jack grunted and slammed his cock to the hilt as it began emptying its load inside Kitch. She gasped at the sensation of being filled, both of them enjoying the height of their pleasure before it slowly began to fade. Ava, stop sucking Moon's cock! Jack ordered as he slid his spent member from Kitch. She just lay there breathing heavily as he got to his feet. Ava sat back, almost sitting on Kitch's head, but just managing to move to the side as she wiped her chin. Her jaw was sore, but she grinned up at Moon who looked torn between desperation and bliss. Need a hand? Ava asked reaching down and offering her hand to Kitch, Kitch took it and Ava hauled her to her feet. That was incredible. I mean, working in this store, you think you've seen or heard about every form of sexual gratification you can think of, but experiencing having a dick and having your mind magically dominated, holy shit that was so hot. Just remember not to tell anyone. Ava told her. I will, although with those commands I couldn't even if I wanted to, but also thanks to those commands I don't want to. This is so weird, Kitch grinned. Before we go, give me back the dash, Jack began. Wait, Ava cut in. four Jack asked. Ava ignored him and turned to Kitch. Grow a cock again, Ava ordered. She watched as Kitch's crotch bulged out under her leotard. Okay, now give Jack the collar back. Kitch removed the collar and then looked down at her crotch and up at Ava. You're seriously leaving me with a cock? Only for a few days, I'll bring the collar when I come to pick up my order. Ava grinned. She was of the belief that every woman should get to experience it and didn't watch Kitch missing out. She also thought it'd be funny because Kitch seemed to have forgotten she had to wear her current outfit for work. A few days getting to experience what having a dick is like, I can live with this. Kitch grinned. Then I'll see you in a few days. Ava smiled, leaning down and kissing Kitch lightly on the lips. She then turned and gathered up her discarded clothes and got dressed. Moon did the same, sliding up her skirt that only just covered her enlarged testicles. The trio left the shop, with Moon walking very carefully as they returned to the car. Neither Jack nor Ava addressed her current situation, but Jack had an idea forming. They returned home and Ava and Moon went to shower. Jack went out to the pool to find Leah sunbathing alone. She watched him as he got into the pool and began to swim. She was curious about Jack. He had spent time as her, had her memories and feelings and knew her better than anyone else could ever possibly know her. But to her, he still felt much like a stranger. She waited until he was done swimming and climbed from the pool. She watched the water run down his body as he approached her and saw his eyes roaming across her long legs and flat stomach, lingering momentarily on her breasts before he looked her in the eye. How are you doing? He asked with a smile. I'm well, I was wondering if I could ask a favor. Leah began her stomach dancing with nerves. What is it? Use the collar on me again, she blurted out. Why? Jack asked. He'd not been expecting that. You spent time as me, had my thoughts, feelings, memories. I could spend a lifetime with someone, and they'd not know me as intimately as you do. I want to know the same about you, if you're all right with that, Leah explained. Jack thought about it for a moment. It was true, right now things were very one-sided. He wondered if he really wanted someone knowing everything about him, though. Although, he admitted to himself he hadn't given Leah that same consideration. All right. Jack agreed. Leah smiled. She hadn't thought he would say yes. Jack stood up and left, returning a couple of minutes later with the collar. Leah sat up and took it from him. He lifted her hair as she strapped it around her neck. Jack wondered if he now had enough control of the collar to do it all in a single command. Turn yourself into an identical copy of me. Looks, memories, thoughts, feelings, everything. The only difference will be, when you see me, you'll know I'm the real one and you are a copy. You won't remember being Leah until four hours have passed from now. Jack watched as Leah changed forms and almost instantly became a copy of him. He was rather amused by the golden bikini that his copy was wearing and his copy looked at him, and then down at himself and laughed. We didn't think this outfit through, did we? Leah chuckled. Tell me. Who are you? I'm Jack. Well, a copy of Jack, at least. You just created me, but other than that, I am you. Leah answered. And who is Leah? Jack asked. His copy thought for a second. I have no idea who that is. Leah replied. Tell me our most embarrassing memory. Jack prompted. Easy. When we were in school and Cindy pulled up pants down in the middle of the hallway. Bingo. And we've always thought... If that had been a guy doing that to a woman, they'd have been expelled immediately. She didn't even get detention. Yeah, it's a bit unfair. You know, I'm quite enjoying having someone that agrees with me completely. Yeah, it's nice. So, tell me a secret only we know. Alright, this is the most recent one we've had. Since we gained the collar, we've started being affected by it more than we've told anyone and are aroused by things we never used to. That's not really a secret. Abby and Ava both have realized that. Yes, but the secret is that right now we're both wondering what it'd be like to have sex with an exact duplicate of ourselves. That's true, Jack admitted. He didn't feel shy about admitting that to what was practically himself. Yes, he had fooled around with Ava turned into a copy of him, but she'd had her own memories, thoughts, and feelings. This copy of him knew exactly what he was thinking and what he liked. Leah suddenly leaned forward and kissed him and he kissed her back. Their hands roamed each other's bodies before finding their way downward. Jack's into his copy's bikini bottoms and theirs into his shorts. They found each other's cocks and stroked them as they made out. It was the copy that broke the kiss first, kissing his way down Jack's body and along his stomach as he pulled down Jack's shorts. he pulled Jack to the floor, laying him down as the copy turned around. He swung his leg over Jack's head before leaning forward and taking Jack's cock in his mouth. Jack tugged the copy's bikini bottoms to one side freeing his cock before Jack took it into his mouth. The both groaned as they sucked each other's cock, licking and teasing all the spots they knew they loved the most. It didn't take long before they both felt their orgasms approaching and knew exactly when to stop. Without saying anything, they both knew what to do next as Jack rolled over and lifted his ass into the air while the copy moved behind him. He felt his hands on his hips as the copy pressed his cock against Jack's ass. Jack groaned, his cock felt huge spreading his ass open and he moaned as the thick head sunk inside him. The copy slowly began to thrust into Jack, knowing exactly how fast to go and when to make sure Jack enjoyed it as much as possible. The copy just thought about how it had felt before and what he had enjoyed and tried to emulate that, which seems to work as Jack moaned below him, Jack's cock hungland touched, bouncing between his legs with each thrust of the copy's hips. Jack could feel the copy's cock pressing on his sensitive insides, sending waves of pleasure through his core and down his cock. He was getting close to coming without even touching his cock as the copy pounded his prostate in just the right way. Oh fuck, I'm gonna come if you keep going, Jack warned. He wanted the copy to have a turn feeling what he felt, but the copy didn't slow down. In four hours, I won't exist. Better you fully enjoy this experience than me, the copy groaned. Jack didn't argue and braced himself as the pleasure built. He cried out as the copy slammed into him over and over, the pleasure peaking as his cock twitched beneath him and began spilling its seed all over the tiles below him. His body trembled and shook, tremors running through his legs as his orgasm spread across his whole body. The copy grunted and slammed one final time into Jack as he reached his own orgasm, filling Jack's inside with his load. He collapsed forward onto Jack's back, panting hard as they both recovered. He slowly extricated himself from Jack and sat back. They both looked over as there was suddenly a cheer from the doorway. Whoa, what a show! Abby giggled, clapping as she grinned at them. They both just smiled at her and gave a small wave as Jack rolled over onto his back. He felt his copy move between his legs and grab his softening cock before licking and sucking on it gently. What are you doing? Jack asked. We both know how much we love having our cock licked and cleaned after we come. The copy replied simply. Do you now? I'll have to remember that. Abby chimed in as she took a seat next to them. This is so weird. Jack laughed as his copy released his now soft cock. So, going to tell me what is going on? Abby asked, looking at the pair. Jack explained what Leah had requested and the copy went for a swim. They had a sense that whatever Jack was going to say wouldn't make sense to them for some reason, even though they were a copy of him. They hopped in the pool and began swimming while Abby listened. So, that's Leah? Abby asked. Yeah. Could you do the same with me? I'd like to know you that well. No, Abby, I'm only doing this for her because it's fair. Besides, I wouldn't want you knowing every little detail about me, that'd be weird. Yeah, that's true. So, how much longer has she got as you? About three more hours. I love how you make an exact copy of yourself and the first thing you do is have sex with it. Shows what's at the forefront of your mind. You're telling me you wouldn't do the same? I totally would, but that's your fault. How so? Since you got this collar, everything has been so much more sexual. Like don't get me wrong, I enjoyed sex before the collar, but since we've been using it, I'm horny all the time and turned on by so many new things. I think it's the collar. Even after it comes off, it seems to leave some trace of influence behind. Since we started with sex stuff, it's just reinforced that over and over. I'm not complaining, I'm thoroughly enjoying life right now and the orgasms. Oh my god they're amazing. Yeah, life is definitely good right now. So, what's your next plan? I don't really have one, honestly. I'm waiting for Vanessa to get in touch and see what she suggests. I might control the collar, but she knows her group best and I don't want to make any moves that might get us in trouble. Seems smart. With how much fun we're having, it's easy to forget these people are extremely dangerous. Yeah, so we need to be careful. Speaking of dangerous, I was talking to the guard at the gate. Turns out neither he nor the night guard have any family or close friends. It was the main reason they were hired. Apparently, most of the guards who work for John, Vanessa, and the others are the same. They're purposefully chosen so they're less likely to be blackmailed into spying on their employers or spilling their secrets. That seems a bit extreme. Jack commented. I suppose when you're running a multi billion dollar crime syndicate, you are as extreme as you can be for secrecy. Makes sense. So why are you telling me this? Well, I thought I could borrow the collar and make them a bit nicer to look at. Abby explained, a mischievous look on her face. I guess if you're sure no one would miss them? I'm sure. All right. Hey, Jack, come and give me the collar. Jack called out to his copy. The copy nodded and kicked off the wall on the far end of the pool. He reached the side closest to Jack and Abby and hauled himself out. Jack was amused by the fact his copy was still wearing the golden bikini. Here you go. The copy smiled, taking the collar from their neck and handing it to Jack who then handed it to Abby. Yay, thank you. Abby said giddily as she took the collar and ran off. What was that about? The copy asked. She wants to change the guard's looks. Of course she does. The copy sighed, rolling his eyes as he sat down next to Jack.
0: They both wondered what Abby was going to do. The End This podcast is part of the Erotica Podcast Network.
1: Visit the other channels for more stories with a different focus. Support us on Patreon to make
0: requests for subjects you would love to hear. Thank you to those who have already reached out.